Box Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 152, the absolute best place on a Sunday night to kick back with a cold one and listen to some Xbox talk. This is your host, Invader, and we've got a lot to talk about tonight, just to, to say the least, because Microsoft decided to drop a huge bomb on the game industry earlier this week. And, well, hey, you know what? We're still catching our breath from the aftershock, the fallout from it. No pun intended there, guys. But uh, before we get into all the details, let me introduce everyone to tonight's panel. And with us tonight is a very charismatic fella and a stalwart Xbox fan. I'm sure you've all seen him around the podcast scene. Please let me welcome So Shady. Hey, buddy, how you been? I've been damn good, man. I appreciate the invite. It's been a long time since I've jumped into the community and done a podcast. So I'm excited. And my God, the news this week was absolutely huge. We got pre-orders out of the way. All the info about next gen more or less is out here. Let's get into it, man. I'm sure there's a ton to talk about. Yeah, yes, no, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, hey, don't worry about me, man, but before we get into all the details, you know, guys, I can't wait to jump into, <laughs> again, the bombshell, uh, let me introduce the TXR panel, and Tim, buddy, I'll, I'm gonna go with you here, I bet you're excited to get into everything <laughs> right off the bat, huh? Yeah, yeah, this is awesome, gonna be a great show, uh, happy to have Shady here, a fan of his, great Great uh, podcaster and content creator. Um, just, man, we got a lot to talk about, so uh, waste no time. Just uh, let's get to it. Absolutely. Next up, uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, how's it going at your end, bud? Pretty good. It's been a exciting week. When Just when you thought, like, everything was, you know, done before Next Gen was, you know, going to pop off. So, and I got my, oh, thank God I got my Series X lockdown i was so i was taking my dog to the vet and there's like no signal in there and like that's exactly when they call me in i was like god damn and uh so i missed like what was it uh target and walmart their sites were trash and Microsoft's site was not loading at all so i was like shit and then you're looking at dogs at amazon so but luckily at 130 best buy finally put theirs up and i you know clicked pre-order 10 for 10 minutes and finally one went through so Nice, nice. So they got both both systems locked down. So it's a lucky grab. No emails being sent out <laughs> for Best Buy, yep. but yeah. Mm. Yep. Usually, when they cancel your shit, they usually give you like a gift card or whatever. So they don't usually like overtake. I've never had issues with them. So. All right. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll see if we can get into some of our, our pre-order stories later on. But uh, needless to say, it was tooth and nail through a lot of it. Um. Jeremy, buddy, uh, did you take your green pill before jumping on? Oh, man, I took the green pill and then some. I think uh, every Xbox fan is going to remember the day and time it happened when they bought uh, ZeniMax, you know, for 7.5 and uh, shook the industry big time. Sony fans shook right now. For sure. For like what was it like probably 30 minutes at nine o'clock there was just tweets of what the fuck what the fuck well just put it this way they're they're shook so much that they're still talking about they're still downplaying it right now as we speak on twitter 
Yeah, the uh, they're like, oh, uh, Sony's gonna come out and buy Konami like right afterwards. I, I'm like, kind of get out of here. You guys are so reactionary. It's like trying to one up Microsoft. <laughs> Plus, I wouldn't use Konami personally. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting some of the stories that have been making the rounds ever since the announcement. But uh, moving along here, guys, going over to Megatron. Hey, buddy, how's things at your end? What's up? What's up? Everything is great, man. I'm ready to get this show started. I got my pit boy sitting next to me. I'm drinking out of my uh, a little uh, whiskey, you know, Johnny Walker out of my Fallout mug. <laughs> do you, do you really have a pit boy? Did you buy the uh, collector's edition? I do. I have two collector's editions for Fallout, by the way. I got the lunchbox nice. for Fallout 3, and then I got the pit boy uh, when that was announced. And uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to go, man. Huge. Uh, uh, Fallout fan, so I was definitely excited to hear the news. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I think uh, all Xbox fans were just like the jaw just dropped. I mean, everybody's jaw dropped, but yeah, um, just exciting times all around for uh, Xbox fans. Moving on, guys. And Centurion Pal, how you doing? Oh, it's great. It's Sunday night. Time to talk about Xbox and all the success that they are having this week and the future to come. And the bombs keep dropping. Hopefully my collector's edition of Fallout 76 actually has more meaning now with that power helmet and my fake bag. <laughs> oh, you have one of those, huh? Yeah, I thought you guys saw, like, I've shown you guys a photo of my entertainment center. Yeah, that thing's, like, front and center. I bought it for the helmet. I didn't buy it for the bag. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of disappointments over the bag. (laughs) Yeah, do you remember that, you guys remember that controversy over the bag? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the bag thing was uh, pretty ridiculous, to say the least. But, man, oh, man, um... Yeah, like, it's, uh, big guys, you know what, I'm just, I'm gonna, without further delay, let's just, like, jump into the topic, and yeah, guys, it looks like Microsoft just woke up one morning and decided to break out its massive checkbook, um, in case you've been living- Piggy bank, the piggy bank. Piggy- well, yeah, basically, they uh, they broke open the uh, Scrooge McDuck bank, you know, where he's, like, swimming in this massive, massive uh, pool of money. And they broke it out. But, yeah. Yeah, it just... Because cr- if you're going to the bank, you're taking out big cash. You know, this isn't big cash to Microsoft. This is piggy bank money, money really, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, but they, they went to the Scrooge McDuck bank for sure, like, and just took out some from a little piggy bank, as you said, Jeremy. And in case everybody's been li- living under the rock the past week, Microsoft has purchased ZeniMax Media for $7.5 billion. I say that with a little Dr. Evil motion going on here. And this includes studios such as Bethesda, id machine games and a few other studios and properties such as elder scrolls fallout doom quake wolfenstein the list goes on you know a lot of really well-known household names here this is truly an earth-shattering announcement and it's gonna send shockwaves throughout the industry i'm very sure of it I know everybody on the panel wants to get in on this ASAP, but first I'll start off with our guest tonight. So, Shady, buddy, what do you think about Microsoft acquiring ZeniMax? Is it really that big of a deal, this purchase? 
um, the deal is gigantic, honestly. Like, as gigantic as it gets, it doesn't get any bigger in the industry unless you're buying up mobile studios, apparently, because that's the only one that's ever topped it dollar-wise. But as far as just, um, like, hardcore mainstream console-esque gaming, if you will, the normal type of games, this is... Not the biggest it could ever get, but it's one of. I think Bethesda was like the fourth biggest uh, third-party publisher in the world. They have a gigantic amount of IP, you know, stuff like Doom and uh, Fallout and Elder Scrolls and oh, what's, I forgot the horror one. Sorry, but they got like Rage and yeah, it just goes Evil on and on and on. Evil yeah. Within, yeah. And I believe. Uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So oh, I was just gonna say, I, I think Evil Within isn't that made by a Japanese developer as well, yes. a Japanese studio. Tango Games so... Work, uh, Tango Game Works, yeah. Yeah, so technically Microsoft now owns a Japanese studio. I know there's a lot of people that have been yelling at them to pick up one of those whenever they could. So that's pretty cool to see. Like, I, I decided not to get involved with social media that morning. I was just doing my own thing. And right before my brother decided to leave for work, he, he's coming downstairs and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Microsoft bought Bethesda. And my head almost came off my neck. It whipped so fast. Like, come again. And I just grabbed the iPad. And as soon as I opened it up, it was just like DMs and Twitter was lit up everywhere. It's like, holy cow. It is huge because they've been buying up a lot of stuff in the past. There's some pretty big acquisitions before this, but nothing of this scale whatsoever. And I know there's a lot of controversy for some reason um, to what they're going to do with all these big games and stuff. And I'm pretty sure with the way that they've been speaking and just, you know, I don't have a business degree. I don't think you need one to understand what the hell's going on here. It's not going anywhere but the Xbox ecosystem. All these games will either need a Windows PC, an Xbox console, or you're streaming them on your phones via xCloud and Game Pass. And that's it. And people have, you know, now calling Phil a liar because he says exclusives are anti-consumer. But these aren't, as we've been yelled at by the Sony crowd for years, true quote-unquote exclusives. Because they're on PC, you can stream them to any quote-unquote device, and you can play them on console. That is all he's talking about when he talks about exclusives being bad. So they're available in multiple places on Xbox. He says you can play where you want. Again, if you want to play on a console, they have that for you. If you want to play on PC, make sure it's a Windows one. And if you want to play on um, your phones via streaming, you need to be signed up through, again, Microsoft via uh, Game Pass and xCloud. Those are the options. He doesn't ever talk about... It needs to be played on PlayStation. It needs to be played on Luna. It needs to be played on Stadia. That's not what he's going with. It's your options, where you want to play, how you want to play, as long as it's a part of our ecosystem. They're the only one out there with an actual ecosystem as well, by the way. They don't just have a console. They don't just have streaming, or they're not just on PC. They're all three. So as much as they're grabbing up stuff, I know I'm on record in the past of hating exclusives myself, but that's single device exclusives. I'm tired of buying another device that does virtually the same to the one I already love using just to play a couple games. I hate it. It's an old, ancient practice. I've never liked it, ever, even way back when it was common. Today, it's unnecessary, and with Microsoft, you don't need it. If you're a Sony console guy, as long as you're not one of those dudes that refuses to play anything that isn't on a PlayStation, it's fine. You don't need a console or you don't need a PC or you're not being forced to stream. You pick one, it's fantastic. I think this is great news. I think it's great that they're gonna lock it down because that's how you bring people to your 
ecosystem. A lot of people are worried about money being lost on Sony's platforms. There's 110 million users on Sony stuff. We're talking about next-gen games they're going to be making here, not current-gen. These aren't coming out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. They're going to be coming out on the Series X and PS5, except that they're not coming out on the PS5 because they're now owned by Microsoft. They're not worried about getting 30 to $40 out of a Elder Scrolls user on a PlayStation. They want to take that user and transform them into a Game Pass subscriber for 150 ish a year, not a one-time 40 bucks. Turn him into 150 ish a year and make it so while he's over here, maybe that's where he buys his Call of Duties, his Fifas, his Maddens, his Fortnite skins, all the other third-party games that Microsoft gets a chunk of. That's what they want. They don't want 30 or 40 bucks once out of a Sony guy. They want that Sony guy to become an Xbox guy that now looks at Sony as the side console. And you're never going to get that by giving them these big bangers like Doom and Elder Scrolls and Fallout and what have you, ever. Even if it's a year delay, two years delay, three years delay, never. The longer they wait, the more they're going to end up wanting to come over here because there's more and more games being added into Game Pass, which is the same price per month. And one of them is going to be the one where they're either spending 300 bucks or less on a sale day for the S. They get themselves a super monster rig or just a normal PC that can, you know, it'll be able to stream through xCloud or their phones. Like it's very easy. It's fantastic compared to any other company out there that could have bought these other than say if EA had bought them, an already established third-party company. If Sony bought them, if Amazon bought them, if Google bought them or if Apple bought them, there would be one avenue only to those games, and that is terrible. I'm glad it went this way. I happen to be a Microsoft fan already, so be it. But if I was just a regular gamer, I would be glad that it was them that made a purchase of this magnitude because they offer the most options for you to get to it. This is going to be huge. They don't have to worry about over-monetizing their games anymore. Bethesda was getting dirty with that. And they just have the money backing to take their time, get it right. They're all going to be collaborating with each other. There's massive end game engines that they've acquired. They've acquired better streaming technology through Orion. This mm -hmm. was huge. And the fact that they right afterwards were just kind of like, we're not done. There's more to come. My God. I don't expect it necessarily to be on the scale of buying eight studios, 12 teams at once, including a publishing house. Like, I don't expect that. But like something like if they were to buy up the People Can Flies or the Techlands or the Crytechs of the world, it would be massive again and all funneling into a system where if you want to save the most money, you join Game Pass. The amount the of win. The amount of games that are going to be flowing into this are, are too many to play. Xbox has no games, is now Xbox has too many games. And if they keep this up, it's going to start looking like PlayStation 5 has no games because they're all bought up, they're gone. And this is the first move by one of the trillion dollar entries in, in gaming. Google hasn't bought anything up Meg, Mega yet, another has Amazon. But I expect them to start doing so as well. Yeah, I think you're, you're, Shane, you're going to see all the chips fall real quick. I mean, Microsoft's big one was, you know, the 7.5. Now you're going to see Amazon buy up another one. Sony get in the mid. I mean, you're, Microsoft made the, the first move. So. They did, and I would hate to be Sony in this situation because if any of those other three want a company that Sony's interested in, Sony can't have it anymore because any one of those could outbid Sony 100 times without breaking a sweat. So my, the only way Sony's getting anything is if the other three just are not interested or they're throwing them a bone because if word gets out that Sony's got a bid out for, you know, Square Enix, 
Microsoft could triple it without even thinking about it. Just like, nah, they're not doing it. We're going to take them. So you know what? Like, they're in a tough spot. They're in a very tough spot. They're going to have to, like, behind the scenes, keep it a secret from everyone. But what business out there with a brain is going to try to sell to Sony without even mentioning it to these other companies, knowing that everyone right now is hungry to buy companies up for billions, not a hundred, not 250 million or 300 million, like insomniac in today's world. Insomniac would probably go for double because everyone wants in. So I think Sony's in a rough spot. I think Microsoft isn't going to let these other guys just nab everything up. And I think they're going to grab some big stuff. A lot of the, the mid carters, like the tech lands, like I was saying and stuff, they're going to be grabbed up. And just given the funding that they've never, ever truly had. And as an Xbox user, which is going to expand exponentially really quick here, I'm convinced of it, just on user base, not consoles. That's an old dated metric that doesn't encompass the industry anymore. So I don't want to hear anyone talking about Sony sold more console. Who gives a shit? Who's playing more games on what ecosystem? That's where it is because the people, the gamers are the ones that are spending the money, not the consoles. They're just sitting there. How many... PlayStation 4s go unused. They're just collecting dust. I played more Fall Guys this generation on my PlayStation 4 than I have any quote-unquote banger, and I'm not exaggerating. I put in like a good 30 to 40 hours of Fall Guys. I'm lucky if I get 10 hours out of a big PlayStation game before I've lost interest. Probably so all the way down to Gears Pop. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I spent more money. I swear. Money, oh, bro. That's right. They want users. And the, the one company that has the most access to the most users currently is Xbox because they have the standard way of gaming that we've all grown up with, which is a console. They've got PC guys covered, and now they've got the new way, which is streaming, which is seemingly getting better by every other month. And I live in a world where the internet gets better, not worse. So, like, I started this gen with, like, 10 meg down. I'm sitting at 600 down. It's doubled twice in the last three years. And we're, we haven't even gotten started yet. 5G's not blanketing the planet like they talk. Internet issues aren't going to become a thing in not too long in the future. Everyone, all these businesses want us online so bad because that's where all the money is being spent now. So they're going out of their way to make sure eventually, like, sooner than later, that the world has nice internet and good internet, you know? You'll be able to stream these games everywhere. I know Xbox is getting into Africa and other areas where forget not owning a console. There's families that don't own a TV, but they all have phones. Phones is like one of the most ubiquitous pieces of technology, high technology that is around the world where you'd think people, you'd almost consider it a third world nation, yet everyone's walking around with an iPhone. Like, oh, okay, get them an Xbox controller and all of a sudden they can game. The money is there. It's going to be huge. And acquisitions like this are what was needed. They've been screamed at by both sides vocally. Xbox guys actually yell at Xbox to do something as opposed to the Sony guys that just are quiet. When things don't go their way, they're quiet. They disappear. It's, it's swept under the rug. And if they're not careful, they're going to end up where us Xbox dudes were at the beginning of this gen, which is with a platform that you want to enjoy but isn't delivering what you want out of it because they've just been so blasé and slapping their flippers together for too long. We're looking at almost the most brazen Sony has ever been, raising game prices across the board. If you live in like the UK and other parts of Europe, it's going up as much as 25 US over the Xbox yeah. equipment. To me, that's, that's crazy. It is. That's, I, I, like, I, I might be wrong, cool. but I'm, that's like including third party. So Far Cry 6 on the PlayStation 5 in the UK is $25 more than Far Cry 6 on the xbox in the uk that's un 
heard of, especially when technically the Series X version of these multiplats are going to be better. Like I remember articles being written at the beginning of this gen. It was almost every review, actually. Why would you pay the same money for a game with half the pixel count? Why would you do it? You got to go PlayStation. It was almost mentioned in every single review. Why would every you buy the week. Xbox? Because it was half the pixels. So what a waste. You know, Whereas now it's shady, more expensive, what? less pixels. Like, oh my God. Shady. It's going to be interesting to see what Xbox does as far as the retail price goes because if they could stick it at that $60 range, like they, you know, like it is now. That's mm -hmm. huge. I mean, nobody's going to want to buy a game for $75, $80. It know? is. So. I, I don't think they're going to muscle the third party into keeping it low. Like if some of these third party guys look at what Sony's doing and they're not seeing the backlash and they want to raise their costs, I think Xbox would, would let them. But I could see Xbox first party, which is gigantic and only growing, sticking at that $60 price. Actually, there's been a lot of times where Xbox first party sells at $5 under, at least up here in Canada. But um, I don't see the Xbox first party going up at all. And I mean, they offer Game Pass, for God's sakes, for people that are worried about cost. You're not obligated to stick around for the whole year. Jump in for a month, play games until you can, can't stand it, then take a month off and play a Sony banger, come back the next month. Like, that's the beauty of these versus something like cable in the past where you were kind of locked in and stuck or you're buying a year subscription to things. You can do it month to month. And I grew up renting video games from like Blockbuster all the time. Mm -hmm. There was a game or two every single week I my entire life. Games. Yeah, right. until <laughs> they stopped. And it, it suddenly, when you couldn't rent games like that, it made gaming expensive and risky because you couldn't mm -hmm. try anything out because demos were gone. And my whole life, renting a game was minimum $5. And then when Blockbuster left up here, it topped out at about 8 or 9 bucks for three days. And now you can have Game Pass for 10 to 15. You're getting like 200 plus games in there. All the new hotness from Microsoft. A lot of the really high rated, I want to play indie games, but I don't want to pay 30 to $40 indie games. They're all launching in there. And I like those almost more than when the big AAAs launched three months later. There's a good chance I own that AAA. But these high end indies that are like 30, 40 bucks that are going in. I love them. I'm crack addicted to them. Mm -hmm. the, the service is incredible, and Microsoft is pushing it harder than they've ever pushed it. It's an, Every time you hear Xbox, they talk about Game Pass. That's, that is the core of their ecosystem. They offer multiple ways in. This was the biggest purchase in my life as far as core gaming is concerned. I've never really seen anything like it. And this is good for business unless you are a Sony diehard zealot that refuses to play anything <laughs> not on a, a PlayStation console. If you're that type of guy, if it's not on a PlayStation console, it's not happening. I'm sorry for you, but Wait, you're out of luck. What kind of podcast this is? Like they're, they're out of luck. <laughs> and to be honest, it's partly their fault. The loudest, craziest Sony guys on social media that are screaming, do something to get me interested. There's no reason to buy your console. You have no games on repeat just for years, screaming all their followers, building up YouTube channels around this narrative. It's kind of their fault this is happening. Like, did they not realize who they were poking? They know how much money the All they needed diet, to do man. was convince the guys at the top that gaming was serious. I've said well, it before shit. months ago. It was like Satya forgot they owned Xbox. He just mm. forgot. It's shady. They also created a situation where now software is going to be disappearing from their preferred platform, supposedly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, now their preferred platform is going to be passed by the market because we all see how Microsoft, Amazon, and Google are all going to the subscription 
you know, game streaming services and PlayStation's still over here trying to beat the drum of old of, you know, this is a sacred garden and this is where you got to go to get anything. That's right. Like a lot of people like to think that we are the gamers, you know, the guys in their late 20s, mid 30s, 40s. We've been around since the launch of the NES just before. This is the way it's going to be forever. And we're the gamers. A lot of people forget that, like, there's thousands and thousands of new gamers that are picking up a controller for the very first time almost every day. And I don't think a lot of them are going towards that console tethered to a TV scenario. They're living in a mobile world where everything is like, get them to try and sit down and watch a movie on a television. Some new kid is probably like, nah, I need to be watching it on my phone when in a crew where I can be, whatever they're doing, they, they consume media different than the established core did for the longest time. And that's kind of the new audience. So in order to grow, you have to have, stuff for them and that's the streaming and that's the where they're not looking at it as an instant no way in hell they're just like thank god that's there because i don't want to be stuck at home in my parents house where they're yelling at me to go outside now i can be outside mm -hmm. playing my games like it's it's a different world yeah. and there's more of them coming i think so it, it, it's this is good times i've never been happier as an xbox gamer obviously mm -hmm. but um i think this is good stuff like the industry she, is growing she, speaking of good times you know the biggest winner in all this is it's Todd Howard. He's been at Bethesda for oh. like 25 years. And I guarantee you he's gotten filthy rich off this deal. Because oh, no doubt. he has this. Oh, dude. he's And I, I'm betting over the next five years he'll be gone at Bethesda, unfortunately. Because... Oh, I, think so. I think he's only kept there through contract now. It was like, okay, right. Todd, we know you just got $800 million in stock. We know. Right. But we would yeah. like you to stick around for a couple of years, and that's a part of the deal. You need to stay. <laughs> Todd Howard needs to stay. And, I mean, you can't really blame a guy for doing that. You work no. crazy hard. Like, he's been making games since his teens, his late teens, oh, I yeah. believe. And, um, he still looks like a teen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's got that nude look down. But he's I, it's, through all the stumbling and the bumbling that Bethesda's done the last couple of years and, and what have you, I still like Todd Howard. I like when he comes out and speaks. I think he's a, a professional. They make insanely overconfident games. I would call them ambitious. And yeah, stuff goes wrong, but it is what it is. Like, what do you think? You think it's safe to say that Xbox is slowly cornering the market? I mean, I was arguing with. I mean, I was arguing with crap on Twitter about this, and I gave them this analogy. I said, you know, imagine you purchase a house in an exclusive community. You know, and and you have to pay into that community. Um, you know, yeah, sure, your house was the biggest on the block, nice car, nice pool. You know, this is Sony. But um, then somebody said, you know, comes in like Microsoft and Xbox and just buys up the whole community and, you know, it just purchases everything. So no, no matter what you do, you know, whether Xbox decides to make exclusive games, uh, they can do that. If they decide to go multi-plat, uh, you know, which it's obviously going to be on PC, but it's still up in the air whether or not it's going to be on PS4. They can do that either way. I think Sony's going to be paying them regardless. Oh, they are. And I mean, they're on the Azure about, servers, right? And that, yeah, and that's how they talk about cornering the market. If they can, if they can get into Japan somehow and purchase somebody else or another. I mean, that we're talking about. Um, you know, Sony is going to become non-existent if, at that point if Xbox makes another huge move. Wouldn't you agree? I think there's a couple big moves to go before something like Sony being non-existent and at well, least a, a gen I, of getting shit kicked before that would happen on their end. But 
I mean, I, Sony is in a weird position. So is Nintendo. Nintendo lives off nostalgia today. Like, they make amazing games. I'm a Nintendo fan before I'm a Sony fan. But I think Nintendo has a, a lot of room to... Ch- like, they need to change pretty quick or they're going to find, again, themselves just in a weird spot. And if they're I've willing to accept Nintendo that spot... partnering with the Xbox and getting something really good going on between the t- two of them. That could be because interesting it if they could bring, make it a streaming device. That's right. So if they could get onto Azure and if they were willing to let their users subscribe to Game Pass, which essentially contains mostly games that aren't on the Switch anyways... Like Nintendo would get a cut of that subscription or whatever's going on with their users, but if you could use your Switch as the streaming Xbox for XCloud, that'd be pretty badass. I know a lot of people want that. You know how much money they would like? Hey, can you imagine if uh, Xbox paid Nintendo to put the app on the Switch and then, you know, they got a cut of like some of the profits that were made off of purchases that were made on the app on the Switch? Oh, exactly. Like, it's it's absolutely huge. It wasn't that long ago. I was hearing some big, big YouTubers say that Game Pass was a never was. This is a never was. They need big third-party games day one. Well, I mean, Xbox didn't just get them day one. They now own the fourth biggest third-party publisher in the world. It's theirs now. All those games will be day one. Yeah. Is there anything else? Like, is there anything else before it's not a never was? 15 million well, subscribers me... and going... Um, let me just interject here because just to go over what they acquired, right, guys? So obviously, in this Zenimax Media deal, they got a crap ton. I had mentioned it earlier, just a, a brief summary, but they got again id Software. They, you know, obviously Doom, Rage, two really cool IP there, especially Doom, Bethesda Softworks, which Elder Scrolls, Fallout, absolutely massive. Some of the biggest RPGs right there. And Quake is getting lost in all that. You know yeah. how huge Quake is around Quake. the world? Quake is tremendous still, even to this day. You know, well, so. Doom and Wolfenstein are, I think, the biggest for me. Yeah, yeah go, uh, go. Go ahead, Centurion. Okay, so outside of games, what I'm wanting to touch on, everybody's over here like games, 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 beating this gaming drum. For starters... They had Orion. Orion was actually said to be better than xCloud. It actually was 40% faster in some cases and actually had a better lag time. I mean, excuse me, had 40% better lag times. and It was more reliable than xCloud. This is technology that Microsoft is probably going to integrate into the xCloud system to basically make it faster, more reliable. This is definitely technology that they were interested in. Absolutely. On top of getting a game engine. So not only do we have a game engine that's being cooked up at 343, but now we have a game engine that's being cooked up over there at Bethesda. And we got to remember, Bethesda's game engine, even though it's been buggy and it's actually given us some pretty hilarious gifs over the years, is actually a very complicated engine. And the fact that they have a new one that we haven't seen yet, I am so curious on what the future holds. When you can't downplay id tech, they now own id tech. That is one of my favorite. That's yeah. been one of my favorite engines forever. Doom is my all-time favorite franchise. So Microsoft now having Doom and Halo, those are my favorite shooters of all time, followed by Wolfenstein. They own that as well. I'm a big Rage fan. Oh, they got you, that one. You like, know, and I, whatever you engine know, Shady, Dishonored was, is on. Shady, I was listening to Todd speak, and he's, he always spoke about making a Star Wars game. That was his wish. That was his big thing. And now you can see what they did with Starfield, their their own IP. I think they're going that Star Wars ish route. This, you know, their space uh, space opera, whatever you want to call it. 
now that th that's their baby, I think uh, that's going to be a huge game. I mean, people are oh, yeah. still up in the air what Starfield is about, but they said they're really happy with the progress. I don't know if you guys watched the field interview with him and, and Todd and, and company, but uh, St Starfield is another one of these games where I think it's going to take the world by, by storm, and uh, it could make some waves. For sure. Starfield, it, it magically had a little bit of a leak this uh, last couple of days as well with some screenshots sneaking out, and they look mm -hmm. glorious. I think those are not actual leaks. They're kind of just planned, like, yeah, let let throw these out there. Throw these out yeah, there. That, Everyone... that, that, Sometimes that somebody at fanboys uh, get pissed. That those, they better not make it exclusive to, to uh, <laughs> Xbox. Or we're going you know, to... Hey, I've heard Death they pulled Death uh, <laughs> all, all, all mention of PlayStation, I guess, is off of the official website for Starfield. I, I've been told. I haven't gone and looked myself it doesn't bother me that much that game's been in development for a long time so if there already is a deal for playstation platforms in place they said they're going to honor that there's a chance that starfield may still go and if it does i can't wait to see the reaction of the sony zealous they're going to think they've won something you see you're all wrong they're all coming and then it'll be the next games that are all xbox ecosystem exclusive after this though <laughs> after this is going on i mean as, as big of an acquisition as this is with us Zenimax. What's next? I mean, it makes me think again. You know, Phil was like, you know, we're you not know. competing. Not for nothing. We're not competing yeah. with Nintendo well, or, not or, or PlayStation. You know, respectfully, they're competing. You, you obviously see it now. It's clear. Google and Amazon because they have they are, the yeah. bank. The, Maybe the they'll pocket. just hold, they'll hold back with their feelers out and just see what the other companies are looking for. And anyone that ha sends out like a, one, of, one of their lawyers, go see if they want to be bought. Microsoft lawyers right behind them. Whatever they offered, we'll double it. Well, They're just going to make sure that no one else gets anything for a while, I think. They want to make this, sure that. After seeing this, though, with the, the Warner Brothers, never, no one ever really officially said that it was true. But the rumors makes you think that, yeah, it's true. Same thing with Bungie. Yeah, it was true. Like, the gloves are off. They are off, yeah. Cloud, yeah. you see why, you know, and all the naysayers. I mean, fifteen dollars. I mean, think about the, the what you're getting with Destiny in uh, November 10th with all the, the first party studio, twenty eight first party studios. Microsoft can have their own E3. They can sit down there and just paint the entire street green and just you, you know. know Oh, I think it was Randolph Thor that, that painted this acquisition in, in a hilarious way. He was like, Microsoft <laughs> just bought an entire E3 conference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Bethesda has their own E3 conference with games every single year showing off. It's one of the best, in my opinion. I think it's great. <laughs> it's a little tacky, but which one isn't, right? But he was just like, yeah. essentially, they bought an entire E3 conference to add to theirs. So each year now, what are we looking at? Two, two and a half hours of... Uh, Xbox greatness. Sony's never coming back to E3 when that show finally starts going. They're never coming back because they're just going to get beat up year after year on on what's to show. It's going to be impossible to match this. The impossible for shame. any company to match it really for the, a long time. Shut it down. The gloves just are happen. off, man. The gloves are off. They, he just did a keynote at at, at uh, TGS. Still, I mean, we're not, let's not forget about that. Even though it wasn't this big spectacular thing, I mean, Nintendo really wasn't there. PlayStation wasn't there, but they just did. He was. I can know. I know definitely he was invited to that to do that, but he just didn't yeah. keep like he's. I mean, the gloves are off. I mean, it, the possibilities are endless. They're in it to win it. They're going to push Game Pass. I was one of those guys in the beginning that said, you know what? Well, maybe they're going to make everything exclusive to get their money back. But now listening to you, I mean, you took you made a lot of excellent points and stuff. I, I don't think yeah. I think you're right. I don't think I think maybe some stuff, but mm. it's going to be all Xbox. You know, come come. Yeah. Well, 
It's like the Maybe bigger everyone's like those IPs are so big. They have such a baked in fan base that spends thousands of hours. And it's like exactly. So why do they only so want thirty or forty bucks out of that guy? Franchise. Get him so over here, right? They spent seven point five billion dollars just to outsource them to other consoles. No, I think they're gonna keep them. Nah. They're gonna they're gonna keep them in their ecosystem, especially since a good portion of those games haven't been announced officially for other consoles. Like they like even Elder Scrolls Six, for example, they just showed like you know they all they said was it's in development as far as i'm concerned like they could still put you know exclusive to the xbox ecosystem you know xbox pc they could do like imagine fallout 5 you know um going exclusive right that would do wonders for bloody console sales oh for, for no 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 but guys imagine this imagine this though game pass right day one game pass you don't have to pay a thing or maybe you pay just you know if you're just getting into game pass just you know a small entry fee for the uh, um, the month or whatever it's like damn like it is crazy. I also got to mention thanks to Dirt Griggity for the $5 super chat. What's up, fellas? Doesn't it feel good to be on Team Xbox? Oh, yeah, buddy. The Xbox vibes are awesome. This week has just been great. It's been very uplifting, to say the least. Um, yeah, you see, guys, I, I, I just don't understand where this thing is coming from this term where oh xbox is supposed to put their their newly bought studios all their ip onto other systems whereas sony you know as soon as they buy buy somebody it's like oh no you can't do that to spider-man they're exclusive you know what i think why it's been allowed is because sony has dominated so hard that it's like well obviously they can keep it exclusive they don't need xbox because there's no one on xbox so they're assuming that's going to be the exact same next gen, which is happening right now. People are deciding where to go right now. And a lot of hardcore guys, they think everyone's hardcore, just like them. If all you play is Xbox, everyone only plays Xbox that has one. That's all they touch. They love it. No, I own a PlayStation. I play Xbox more, but I own a PlayStation. So I'm one of these PlayStation users that people love to count that is saying you can't abandon them on PlayStation without they need their Fallout and Elder Scrolls. I don't need it on PlayStation. I don't because I have Xbox, but I have both. So don't count me in your 100 million number. How many other millions of Xbox people have a PlayStation? So don't count them either. And then out of all the yeah. gamers that actually game, like 80% plus are casual. They don't have an allegiance to these companies. We've been yeah. screamed at by the hardcore all gen. People go where the games are. Well, right mm -hmm. now is the be very beginning, very beginning of a brand new generation. Microsoft offers two consoles. One of them is the cheapest and brand new next-gen consoles ever been. And they just announced that we have all these games. They're going to be over here. Guaranteed you can play them over here. These casual guys, these Joe Blow gamers that love Elder Scrolls, he's even a hardcore gamer. He just loves Elder Scrolls. He doesn't love Sony. He's out. He's already pre-ordered a Series S or a Series X. He's already lost it. All my buddies that, that go to work, all their gamers that they work with, they're all swapping. All of them, not exaggerating. Like, it is a massive shift happening right before our eyes, but everyone likes to think that, quote-unquote, 100 million gamers on PlayStation 4 is going to translate into 100 million gamers on PlayStation 5. It's not. They are going to lose the same amount of customers that Xbox lost. They're going to feel what that's like because everyone's going to go where the games are, and not just the games, but the cheap games, and that's Game Pass, baby. All the hotness for 15 a month, the casuals are going to come over here in droves. Sony's in trouble. 
I'm going to leave it at that one for you my know, outro because I've talked a lot. But <laughs> yeah, man. You know, but looking at the what they need, okay, moving forward because they they need some stuff. They own the Western market. Let's be fa- let's be straight, shady. But they need to make some headwind in Japan. You know, that's going to be the X Cloud. Uh, yeah, that'll be, I'm not that'll be streaming, man. Because, and same with India, because, and same with Africa, and same with yes, uh, like China. It's all X Cloud, man. They're streaming that X Cloud, but what games are they going to play? I mean, it's still right what? now, there's. Listen, that's a different market. Totally different it is. market. It, it, it is. It is. For sure. type of, type so, of, yes. Yeah. So they need to make some head. I could see them making another move, maybe for a Japanese company, because. Doing, and that's why I argued. You know, something, someone like Sega makes sense because, and I know it's going to be hard to buy them for sure. I mean, it'd be almost impossible. But um, at this point, I mean, it makes most sense. I mean, the things you can do with the merchandising, the things you can do with the IPs, uh, and automatically you'd have, a, I think, a foothold in that market if you decide to purchase a Sega or or a Capcom, even for that matter. Um, what kind of other move do you see him making? Um, because I mean, sky's the limit right now. Well, what do you think? Capcom would be bigger than Sega, I think. Yep. So now we're talking about, you know, the Japanese market. Let's talk, I mean, a little bit of the sales. Now we don't know exactly how many consoles were sold in Korea and Japan, but you think that's a good start because they were selling out? It looks well, good, but they might have had a you know a hundred in the in the country, and they sold. Yeah. That. We we weren't uh-huh. given the numbers, but I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that they're selling well, especially for an Xbox console. I mean, they weren't selling at all this generation over there, but they do need games that are going to appease to that market. My issue with um, when everyone gets all wrapped up in how many selling in Japan and what they're doing over there, and you guys nailed it before I, I got into this was it's a totally different culture than ours. The things that they're into, what they like, what they don't, what offends them, what doesn't, different than what we're into. So it, I'm not really concerned about what Japan does. They're not the big power player in the gaming space that they once were. They've transitioned away from the console space. So especially if you're a console gamer guy, don't worry about what Japan's up to. They're not buying consoles so much anymore. And I think it's going to be a, a downward trend. I think when the PS4 was launched, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they even launched first in Japan. I think it no. was. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a different... Uh, uh, yeah, that kind of says it right there, where we all grew up in a time when consoles came out in Japan like three or four, six months before we got them in America. I remember renting Japanese consoles because I was not going to wait for, like, the Saturn or the N64. So I'm playing the Japanese versions, um, just trying to beat my way through the text, which I have no hope in reading. But, like, it's reversed now, where they actually get all these consoles and the new stuff out over here first and not over there. And I think it's just because the players like the users and the money isn't there anymore and they're no longer making the biggest games in the world where japan saved us during the nintendo era and uh, for a good while after they they held the industry on their back and then it wasn't until kind of the 360 era where the western devs european devs canadian devs stuff like that around the world really started to up their game and took the industry over and it took Japan a little while to adjust. And now we're starting to see some of these companies using the Unreal Engine and some of the more modern stuff. And they're putting out some really hot stuff, but they're not as big as they once were. Yeah, thinking about their RPGs, now they're, you know, you look at Final Fantasy 15, they're more westernized when it comes to, you know, the style of play, the gameplay. Yeah, same and with Resident Evil. The, yeah. the, re- the remakes were our Western remakes. And I'm a of fan Resident of turn base. I'm a fan of turn base. I'm old school. I mean, you know, when I had my PlayStation Three, my PlayStation Two, in those days, it was all my JRPGs and those Japanese Japanese centric 
gains, but now you're starting to see kind of a blend more and more. And it's it's all about, you know, Western. I mean, we're, we're, we're the biggest market right now, like you said, you know, the yep. U.S., Europe, you know, uh, you know, Sp- you know, all the Spanish countries, like the Spanish speaking countries. I don't know. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, times are changing, man. And um, xCloud, I want to say all the people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I was going to say to all the people that are talking about starting to talk about a monopoly, they don't really know what a monopoly is because if anything, this gives you more balance in the industry versus like Sony. You're going to it's just look at the competition they're going to put up on Sony's front who has great studios. And I don't even think they need to rush out and buy anything themselves. Maybe just make sure blue points locked down and maybe some of the, some of the studios they work with don't get taken up because yeah. they can't really afford yeah, some of these big publisher purchases, but anything it balances it a little bit more between the big three so well it, it, it lets some of these companies maintain their budgets as well the games that the audiences are demanding are getting obscenely expensive to make and some of these companies are putting like everything they have on the line with one game and if it doesn't do gangbusters they're done so having gigantic corporations somehow come in and and funded especially microsoft currently they're currently looking like a good guy the guys that are owned are, are speaking well of it so as long as that continues this is a good move because it allows the giant games and the variation of games where they can make something and not have to worry if it's going to sell because it goes into game pass you can have like a niche indie or something that's just kind of a, a test just games mm-hmm. that you couldn't monetize standard they can now put in there it's a good thing because a lot of that stuff was starting to go away you see a lot of games are becoming very samey. It's the same thing every year because these companies are too terrified to change anything, lest that be the one like one change too many and they go bankrupt. Which is we, so, we, the reason why me and you both, like I said, share the love for indie games because they can do things differently and take that risk. Yeah, and, you end up uh, playing so. neat, neat little concepts in an indie game, and then one of these big guys sees it, likes it, and they implement it into their next AAA. But without that indie idea, we never have it them a proof of concept kind of thing and then i just wanted to say i think we're in the third stage of grief right now for everyone in the industry the sony guys and that's bargaining it's the bargaining stage you know at first there was the denial the outright no it's not happening that's not real everyone was in it even xbox guys no way and we've all gone through rumors and and false this and that and no we all denied it but then the the guys that aren't aren't on board that were angry as hell now they're bargaining man you know, you just bring it on over to the the PlayStation. We'll, we'll accept a year mm-hmm. later. Just bring it over a year <laughs> later. You know you want to. So that's what's coming up. And then after that, it's going to be depression. They're going to be depressed mm-hmm. as all hell because it's obviously sunk in. <laughs> they know they're yeah. not getting nothing. And they know they have to buy an you know Xbox what? console, PC gamer all of a sudden, or stream their games. And then acceptance. By, uh, you know, this time next year, it's just going to be standard. Mm-hmm. That Xbox is dominating. We have all the games, all the hotness. The first party is going to be out of control. Yeah. And we're going to be screaming. There's too much to play. Slow down. Yeah. No. Shady, yeah. At, the end of the, at the end of the day, when, it, you know, Microsoft looks in their park, pocket, they have that market cap of a trillion dollars. You know, Sony mm. looks in their pocket. Well, it's what, 99, 99 billion or something like that. So, And that's just I mean, a market worth. Like, you know, right. I, a trillion dollars is a million, or uh, sorry, a thousand billions. It's obscene amounts of money. It, it, you can't even fathom. I love when they say that they bought them straight cash. Reality was it was probably a, just a transfer, like a bank transfer. But yeah. I would love to imagine Phil rolling up with like eight trucks just full of $100 bills. They just dump it all out in Bethesda's parking lot. Well, you belong to us oh now, you know. 
and the employees are allowed to just run out and grab whatever they can carry. Who gives a fuck? I like, like that's what I imagine in my mind. Jump hey. trucks of money, just oh, I gotta, I gotta chime in here, fellas. Uh, Dragonheart Yobi just dropped the twenty dollars super chat. Thanks, buddy. And my oh my, had the tables done turned. This new gen is gonna be groundbreaking for gaming in general. Stay safe, Kings. Thank you very much, Yobi. Yeah, it's um again with those pre-orders dropping the day after that this happened. Man, oh man, the tables are definitely turning yeah. who knows dude it was shit this super chat thanks man yeah appreciate it man yo it was a monday right i'm like typical monday i'm already <laughs> meditating i gotta meditate to go to work the next day like i gotta think and, and do my arms i'm just like lighting incense <laughs> like oh my god i gotta go to work on monday we've been on cloud nine you know what were you taking the other day what kind of pills were you taking like a week straight Listen, I was on muscle relaxers, bro. It was, let me tell you, it's another story behind that when we go into the other topic. But, like, dude, it was crazy. But it was another Monday for me, man. And I'm like, man, look at the clock. And I'm like, let it be 12 o'clock, 8.30. And I'm looking at my clock, hmm. 8.45. 8.50 rolls around, 8.58. And I see Jason Schreier tweet out. I'm like, what? Bethesda? Like, what is he talking about? 9 o'clock exactly, Eastern Standard Time, right? I get. Uh, I guess Phil officially tweeted out that Bethesda was being, you know, acquired. The partnership that they were going to have was Zenimax, and I was just, it just, if Monday felt like a Friday, every day was just like the smile on my face. I was still in shock. Like I still today can't believe that this is happening, and I'm thinking now, what's next? Like now, guys, I'm curious. Uh, Tim, you've been kind of silent. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this? Shady's been on fire, man. He said it all. I know. <laughs> it's been but... so long since I've been on the show. I apologize. It was no, just like, it came out. I, honestly, I've just, just taken it in. I've talked about the subject, uh, you know, at length. Um, I'm with Megatron. I feel like uh, 100% this is like you can't wrap your, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, can't really, like, it feels surreal. I just can't believe they got eight studios. They've gotten a publisher. They've gotten, uh, you know, new tech, whether it's Engine or it's Orion or um, just the fact that they're in Maryland where me and you, uh, probably Megatron, will be making a trip down there to meet some of the people or when Xbox goes down there. Um, you know, this, as Rance, as Shady brought up, and I had also brought up this as well. You know, Bethesda, when they did their E3s, they've had E3s that were better than Xbox's shows. Um, and that's just a tribute to how well they do um, and how, how good they are at marketing. Peter Hines is a, a very smart guy, uh, and he's going to bring a lot to Xbox. Um, but, you know, you look at that, you look at how, like, we went to their to their uh, E3 show right after E3, and it was a great show, and how how they do it. If Xbox has another E3, that's going to be the E3 that we all, you know, we always joke around and say, wait for E3. Well, you know, now it's wait to get your ass kicked at E3. And because... let's, not, let's not forget them. Let's, you know, there was, I mean, when we go to their shows, we have the, the you know, the, the honor of going there. Um, there are PlayStation guys there, and Microsoft guys there. It's neutral ground. You know, people and there people are enthusiastic for whatever they're showing. And with this announcement yeah. now, this is 
they're coming over. I mean, I mean, no one's gonna pass up a good yeah. game if you're a gamer, man. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, no, just no, thinking no. about it, just thinking about it, you know, we're all gamers there, and it was all it was either Xbox they, guys, PlayStation guys, PC guys, and they're gonna go where their games are. So a hundred percent, and I think that that's why when it comes to the exclusives and the the, the panels talking, it's more about getting your market share. It's not about you you know making money back on PS. Uh, Five, which is gonna, it's probably gonna be uh, next gen only. You're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get that money back uh, by by getting the market share, by by getting people into your ecosystem, by getting the people that you've lost in this generation. Uh, you could see it already. Listen, Twitter is 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 really going crazy. You could see um, a lot of buzz going for Xbox. Um, I mean, I see people that want, you know, more studios and more of this. I mean, right now I'm just taking this all in. Um, I'm very happy with what they did, how they unveiled it, you know, how, how that just everything went down. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I still think, you know, this is we, we can still get some more talk out of this because just the proportion of what they did or the the the. the the you know the size of this is absolutely huge, and um, you know it's going to be huge for X Cloud. It's going to be huge for um, you know the ecosystem for Xbox, and um, I think it kind of uh, you know cements Phil Phil's legacy with Xbox. I kind of feel like before this, you know, he's done a lot of good things, but this is the deal. Yeah, he, this shook the world, and. Was the King and, David always called him soon to be Aurelius? I think he's attained. Yeah, the title. he's the Phil, listen, Dominus King. Maximus, currently I, I was, Aurelius. Mister Killbox himself. Quote, quote. Would, <laughs> would you say that this moved him defines his legacy pretty much now? This is the single biggest move he's ever done, and I yeah. think yeah, I think I think it helps him because listen, his you could say a weak spot of his has been you know exclusives for Xbox. Xbox has no game meme um, and all that stuff. Oh, it moves in general. But yeah. I think his biggest move is going to be Game Pass, actually. When people look back, it's going to be, you yeah, know what, yeah. Game Pass was the biggest. I mean, Bethesda's a big mark. That's a nice badge to wear. But I think mm-hmm. it's getting Game Pass to be a thing is right. insane. I think, I, think, I think I agree with you there, but I do think that this is a big n- n- needle pusher where oh, I yeah. think that... I think with Game Pass, that the best thing about Game Pass, to believe it or not, was there was a time where Satya really was needed to be sold on Xbox, and I think that Phil, you know, divides this 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 uh, Game Pass idea and and the streaming and everything, and he sold that to Satya, and that made Satya believe in him and believe in Xbox. And He's just I in the mean, lab cooking up a new industry. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Streaming in Game Pass, He's baby. Really, he's really playing a game of chess. I think he's real cerebral around yes. it. He saw the narrative, shooting it all down. He's giving you the best price. He's giving you different ways to get into the ecosystem. All you need is your phone at this point, to, and you can play all these games. You can stream your games. I mean, you can go on and on about everything that's happening. I just think he's just... I'm just still blown away. Well, Tim, Tim, how happy were you, not only for Xbox, but Xbox fans, once this news hit? Oh, I'm so I mean, I mean, listen, you know me. I'm always combative and stuff like that, or, or I don't, like, take stuff. Or, you know, I'll go at people. 
But ever since this, I've been really being cool. I mean, like, I've been letting things go just because I think, I just really feel like Xbox did what what they needed to do. And, and I think yeah. that shut people up and there's no more bullshit, really. There's still bullshit nope. that goes on. He but, brought back confidence you know, into the, I think into X, the name of Xbox because swagger. he swagger. brought it. Hey guys, it was just it was it was not an it was people saying that they didn't care about games. You can't say that anymore. Like again, you got the best yeah. hardware. Um, you know, wherever you want to choose, it's just it's a win, man. Like, you know, they and, uh, everything right. They they listen. Aside from Halo being delayed, they've done everything right right for this this generation, uh, this upcoming generation, and. Um, for them to just really knock it out of ballpark right before pre-orders, and I can tell you right now, they keep, they're at the point where they're, they're having a hard time keeping up with pre-orders. They're mm-hmm. seeing demand across global. Uh, they're seeing demand in, uh, you know, that they didn't expect. They expected themselves to sell out, but I don't think that they expected it to be this big. And that's just, you know, uh, a great thing because this is now exactly- they're doing it. They're doing it over twelve. I mean, how many is it? Is it twelve countries at once? I don't remember exactly. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, they're doing. I, I don't. They're doing it all at once. So there's no. Okay. I think Sony split it up. Uh, one like they have one week, and then the following week they're doing the rest of the regions. Xbox is doing the whole entire. You know, their whole entire footprint. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think people will get their Xboxes, but. I just don't know if people are going to get it the day of. I think you might be looking at, you know, maybe December or some people. Um, because like I like I said, I've heard that uh, basically I asked somebody and, and they said, I we wish we could have made more. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that's just the, just the fact that, you know, um, I think both Sony and Xbox are going to be sold out. And, it, you know, you're going to see some stupid stuff like eBay. Uh, $1,000 Xbox, $1,000 mm. PS5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. You know, Tim, that's the reason why I went to physically go get my Xbox pre-order and PlayStation pre-order because the likelihood of you actually getting it that day, day and date, is, is just, it's just 100%, really. I mean, right. barring the bus cra- crashes, or I mean, not the bus, but, the, you know, the, the truck or whatever. But um, <laughs> what I'm yeah, saying well, is... If you if you do it online, it's a toss up. It's a crapshoot. Uh, you don't know if you're gonna get it that particular day or even that week. It's just you sorry to say, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Uh, it's not first come first serve at that point. It's really it's just a free for all, and then they're just trying to uh, you know fix those orders. And um, it's just you know I'm looking forward to picking up mine at GameStop, uh, and then later on my S will be coming uh, via Target. Jeremy, oh, what time yeah. did you get to GameStop? How early did you get to GameStop when you pre-ordered yours? You know, I got there at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, mountain time. And um, it was funny because when I went there, the ex- the GameStop down the street already had like 13 people in line. And they were only receiving eight Xboxes. So I was curious to see exactly what would happen because there's only two uh, GameStops in Bozeman. Uh, so and that's the, one of the largest cities in Montana right now. Um, and when I went there, there was nobody. There was one person in line. So when me and my boss got there, um, it was literally just uh, you know that one person and then just us. So we got our consoles. We got lucky. 
Uh, and Which confirms mall, that only what four people have internet in. <laughs> was everybody on the panel here able to snag an Xbox? We were. It wasn't the easiest online. We had the same issues. Everyone, you know, it just failed to go through. Couldn't add to cart. Glitch, mm. glitch, glitch. That was about an hour for my brother and I. But then they suddenly, our two snuck through within 20 minutes of each other. Both of which were used on his phone through a link that he got through an email from Xbox that morning. Everything else we did wouldn't work. Whereas two, we snuck through there. Mm -hmm. And then a good buddy of ours managed to get one at... Um, it's like the Canadian. Well, it is actually Best Buy. I was going to say it's the Canadian, yeah. but no, Future Shop is the Canadian Best Buy. <laughs> it was at Best Buy. We have we yeah. have both. So but, shady. Uh, he grabbed one at Best Buy later, and we got a physical from uh, EB. We showed up mm -hmm. just before, like an hour before they opened up at eleven. There was twenty eight people in line, so it was like, oh shit. Yeah. And we got in line, and the manager came out, and she was counting everybody, and she stopped at the person right behind. Uh, my bro and I, and she said, all right, that's it. That's all we have. So they had 30 Series Xs. They didn't get a single S at the one GameStop that we were at. Right. Yeah, so Shady, I'm from Ontario, so I definitely know um, <laughs> Future Shop, to say the least. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> that goes back. Uh, it doesn't seem like all that long ago, to be honest, but damn. But, uh, oh, it's still here in Calgary. We still have. Oh, sure. really? Damn. Oh. I think there's one. I think there might be one because they did uh, shut down most. Oh, yeah, they're they're gone here. Um, unfortunately, yeah, maybe, maybe they are gone. I haven't been there in a long time. I assume that one's still around. But you know, Best Buy is certainly a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we all got one, which was which was nice. It was Harry there for about an hour. We were kind of like, uh oh, mm -hmm. not sure what's gonna happen. But we got three online for the crew, and then our one buddy. We did get that one from GameStop for him physical, so I will be up there as soon as the store opens to grab it. So the mailman can technically take his time, but not too long. God damn it! I don't want to have to hijack a uh, FedEx truck on the morning. <laughs> yeah, of this well, I was able. I was like everybody else. I was waiting online. I didn't bother with retail. I was at work. I was trying to snag one, and then you know all the hiccups started happening right on the dot. And then some retailers didn't post, like Walmart, and I think Amazon didn't post it right away either. They'd waited like at least half an hour or something like that. I managed. I just mm -hmm. I just happened to be looking like randomly. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at work and then randomly I, I was able to like do it through Best Buy I was like yes yes I couldn't believe it I just had to like like just kind of shake my head I'm like wow I actually uh, got it through I was just amazed that I was able to grab it Interesting reaction where I feel like I personally won the Super Bowl of getting the honor to send six hundred plus dollars Canadian to Microsoft. It's like, yeah, yeah. I get to buy something that's expensive. It was a very interesting feeling. Absolutely, uh, so man, I'm super hyped for this. I was just gonna say, which of the two companies do you prefer? The out of nowhere pre-orders are now, and you just go. It's an absolute you, madhouse where you, only the people you know on the I know or this. Shady, either way, it was it was kind of a shit show for both. It, it was like I I appreciate the heads up. It was fair, more fair, I think, for everybody. Let's not you know get into the people setting up bots and stuff. I think that's overblown. I'm sure it happens, but not as much as people like to think. But um, I like getting the heads up and being able to have all my friends know when they can be there. If they were at work, they were able to take time off for like I'm going to squish all my breaks of the day in. I had a friend that did that. So I, I like that better than what Sony did, which was just wham, it's out. Well, it was easier yeah, for me to get a PS5 pre-order, like much was, easier yeah, because I knew about it and I and I acted right. But I think the it was only, the, like, the service for the fan base. Yeah, the only issue with the plan stuff is, you know, the bots, the people who do all kinds of funky stuff as far as the bots goes. 
they have more time to plan for that stuff, and that's the only. I mean, thing I don't I think say. there's any time to plan. They already the bots already got set. So if if they go randomly up uh, for PlayStation, they're already set on those store pages. Those pages have been up for weeks that's prior. I had my alerts set on those pages, and that's how I knew PlayStation was going live as well as people I mean, were posting their receipts from GameStop, but. The biggest issue is just people that are skilled at getting these types of stuff, like guys that know how to get around things and are willing to put in the patience and go to different stores and go early. They're able to just grab a bunch. It's not necessarily bots as much as very dedicated purchasers. That's really all I heard was somebody keep, you know, all I heard was some different YouTubers was F5, F5. I don't, I don't shop too much on PC, but they keep hitting F5, F5. And that was it. I got lucky with my um, well, it was, it was strange, Joe, because you remember how high I was last Sunday, right? So <laughs> I made the mistake and I woke up in pain. Uh, uh, Monday night was it? Yeah, Monday night. The pre-orders were Tuesday. Woke up in pain. I got it. Must have been like eleven o'clock at night. Popped another muscle relaxer. My neck, shoulders were just killing me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking it was enough time for this thing to wear off. So I'm getting in my car, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Tuesday. I'm still feeling some kind of way. Oh, and God. then I just start feeling dizzy, lightheaded. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I can't work like this. I'm a mess. I could barely drive my car. I barely made it 20 minutes down the road and just had to pull over. Pulled over yeah. to the local bake shop, grab me, you know, <laughs> something to eat, drink. And then I'm like, you know, I'm calling out of work. And I'm like, you know what? Pre-orders. And I'm like, and I was always stressed out the night before how I was going to get my console. So I ended up heading to the best stop that was the, the, the best, the best, the, the GameStop that was right around the corner for me. And uh, I got there. There was two other guys there in front of me. It was like 30 degrees, 36 degrees. It was freezing out. They were nice enough to put a chair out there for me. We had the best gaming conversation ever. And we seen on their door six Xbox Series X's and oh two. And two. Damn. Series S, and I tried to get the two, but they wouldn't let me. It was one left. They wouldn't let me pre-order it because there was a line. I was like, ah, but I tried. But uh, yeah, that was how I got that, man. I was high as a kite, talking you know, nonstop man. to everybody. I, I know everybody wanted to shut the hell up. Then make sure you pre-order it. Look for the email. You were super high. It's all made up. You're rolling around <laughs> in the crack. Megatron, the funniest story I heard, was, and my buddy called me about it, he saw some guy in California, and he, um, he's, uh, he had 10 Xboxes and, like, four S's. I'm like, how in the hell did he get that many? He's like, well, in Los Angeles, and this is true, by the way, there's a GameStop in, like, a, a two-mile radius. There's, like, uh, you know, like, three or four, you know. He actually employed, or not employed, he paid, like, Seven Mexicans to stand in line. He paid them to stand in line and get Xboxes for him and gave them like 25 bucks each uh, to stand in line. Wow. I was like, wow. Oh my goodness. That's a- and, you know, yeah, it's a good idea. But there is nothing really easier to. Why didn't you want to get your family members, buddy? He's like, yeah, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh, the only thing on the planet easier to sell than drugs is a new console in a generation, man. That thing, boom, it's just gone. You put it oh, up, yeah. it's gone. So those guys that like that stuff. He bought himself yeah. some OLEDs, uh, you know, and, and whatever else he wanted, including the consoles he's going to keep. He just paid for his entire generation right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, people should uh, hit, hit me up on my uh, team after the show. If you want me to show you how to set up alerts. You will get notified with a text with the exact buy link the second they go live. I've already had them go live for Xbox and PlayStation multiple times since they sold out. 
So definitely um, I DM I'll show you how to set it up and you'll be gold. Well, you'll be gold. I'm gonna DM you because I need another one. I need at least two in my household. Because <laughs> nah. my kids right now, my three year old to my eleven year old were savages, you know, to each other when it comes to gaming and even <laughs> sharing anything right now. They're not trying to share nothing. My littlest one is hiding the controller. She's three years old and she's <laughs> covering this right there and her, her nighttime diapers like, no, nah, you're not getting this. You know, she'll put it by a dirty one if she can put it. I got to uh, interrupt here for the $5 super chat from ATL. It feels like Phil had a whiteboard with fanboy narratives and crossed them out one by one. Hey, I like that, buddy. And he (laughs) says, like a boss, he analyzed all their weaknesses and took action. Oh, yeah, man. He, uh, you know, he was talking to uh, Zenimax Media there. He opened up the big, you know, he asked uh, Satya there. You know, hey, can I buy uh, Bethesda and all these studios? Like, yeah, sure, man. Opened up the wallet, got the big Scrooge McDuck uh, money there, and bam, it was done. Phil, Phil is uh, really, really. For people that think that they're dying to make that money back as quick as possible, uh, that was five percent of their cash on hand, liquid cash. So th- they'll be all right. Yeah. This is there's no short term. They don't want this. Not short term. They're not paying interest on this. They don't need it back by a certain date. This is to get Sony gamers, Nintendo gamers off of their platforms onto the Xbox ecosystem, paying upwards of 150 a year for Game Pass, buying Call of Duty, Madden, FIFA, Fortnite skins, everything gets bought on Xbox except for the Sony exclusives that they don't have. That's where the real money is, is selling everyone else's games at 30% cut. And that's what they want is those Sony customers cut of the games they buy on PlayStation that are available over on Xbox, not just the Game Pass. They want you to buy Call of Duty over here and every other third-party game over here. And mm-hmm. it's going to happen as long as they keep it off the opposition. Not a year later, you keep it off. They will come guaranteed. These games are too big and too many to sleep on for your average casual gamer, I guarantee you. Oh, they're not going to Sony. Definitely. I've always told Peter Moore and uh, Don Matrick and Steve Ballmer were so great for Xbox, yet they couldn't make these investments to actually put Microsoft or Xbox on the map. Huh. I, I wonder. I wonder did why you, that is. Did you guys happen to see, though, the interview with Larry and, and, um, and Todd Howard and Phil and all of them? Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you guys see that? That, to me, was an important message. You know, what I got from that was it wasn't some hostile takeover. It was just like you saw the friendship there that they built over the years. And um, the morale seems fine. I mean, you know, looks to be deceiving. Yeah, of course. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. But it seemed it looked I mean, it looked like there were just it was a friendship that was there. And it wasn't just some thing that I was just know, taken. Man. I don't know. I just, I just seen dollar signs and pee hinds and, and Todd Howard's eyes. That's all I see. <laughs> because I, I in Xbox, the, they I go the so far back. Made. I was just saying, I love the. But seven point five billion dollar company acquisition is is one thing. But then you see that the, the people that run those, you know, run those companies, or if they just get up and leave, then what is it worth then? You know. So I think it was important for them to just come out there and show their relationship and and um, you know. Uh, how great things were. I mean, in all these acquisitions that they made, they've had one after the other come and, you know, and speak. And it was all, it seems to me, positive vibes. I think it sends a positive message yep. to the industry and, and people are watching, you know, people I are maybe saw thinking, John Carmack on Twitter was excited to maybe come back to Microsoft yeah. and get a chance mm-hmm. to work on his IPs. Like they don't hold a grudge against me. And, uh, you know, John Carmack, he invented doom. He created the id tech at the beginning. He's one mm-hmm. of the creators of, of Facebook and Oculus. And this man is a genius. I think he's also one of those dudes who, like builds rockets in his backyard for fun. 
the dude's nuts. I love the man. And for him to be excited about the purchase, being like, maybe I can come back. It's like, yes, please. Like, how much better can it get than to even have Cliff, one of those even, dudes, man? Woo. Even even Cliffy, you know, he can he he's really kind of you know uh, he could be a hothead, but at the same time, you know, so talent's hard to find. You got yep. you're talking about twenty eight studios, top tier talent. Twenty three. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm jumping ahead too far. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, that's it's so after they. That's problem. after they get Capcom. <laughs> Give it another week. <laughs> but like you're talking about all these studios. Now you can bring in the new guys and then you know yeah. show them the ropes. You know what you. This is gold right here. You can show them the ropes. And you uh, know. The, you know I, I don't know if it's true or not, Megatron, but Cliffy's not coming back. He says he's not coming back. He says he's done. But I don't know, I man. I think he still has some left to He's tank. got something to prove. I, mean, I think he's got something. He actually put something out there that he would yeah. he would want to come back. But I don't think they came back to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I think overall, what Megatron's saying about that, that I thought it was very interesting, too. Um, and they talked about how they want their games everywhere and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, uh, as, as Pete Hines said, uh, he kind of said, well, it's eventually it will be up to Phil or whatever Phil decides. Um, you know, they, at the end of the day, if you looked at what they were doing, they were doing exclusive deals with Sony, with, uh, you know, uh, the, the Tokyo game and Deadloop and Starfield. So they're, you know, uh, money talks, you know, and I think uh, I think they're they're gonna have to realize too that you know you would you want Xbox to be the number one platform for games, mm-hmm. and the way you do that is by having your games, which is their games, which are the top games I would say, or they're gonna rival any game in Xbox Studio to be exclusive to the to to the ecosystem. And I think that after a while that, that, that people there will start to, you know, um, you know, believe in Xbox and, 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 and start to become part of it. Because as Todd Howard said, uh, you know, he, he, you know they, they said, well, we were independent. We were always ourselves. And now what are we? And, and he said, mm-hmm. well, not Xbox. And I think that uh, that's part of the transition, too, is just when – when the people at, you know, the the smart people and the awesome people at Bethesda realize that now they are a part of something bigger, and uh, and you know, and 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 that has changed. I think that'll be a very good thing for Xbox too. Um, again, the the the, the, the whole deal, you know, the people that are getting like Todd Howard, um, and freaking Peter Hines and. All the people that that are a part of uh, of of uh, you know the talented people, the, really talented people. Arcane, yeah. a great talented studio. I wonder what Matt Booty's going through right now. Like, is he overwhelmed? Is he asking for help right now? Because <laughs> he's got a lot to be in charge of. I mean, he he's yeah. handling a lot of that stuff, or these first party stuff. He got his plate full for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. You know, I'm just going to move us along a bit. And again, like we could go on and on and on about this uh, Zenimax, Bethesda, id, Arcane, Tango Gameworks. It's just amazing the collection of studios that they just picked up. And it's going to be curious to see where we go from here, what they got uh, to announce in the coming months. It's just there's a lot of excitement and I love the positivity and 
damn, it's gonna be interesting uh, the next couple of months and going into next gen. It's just, it's exciting. It's exciting times, and enjoy it, guys. But I would like to move on, and, you know, finally, guys, we have a price for something that we talked about before, I think a few weeks ago. The Xbox Series X console's expandable storage drive, it's been confirmed to cost $220 US for the one terabyte cartridge. And a lot of people were hoping for well, let's say a more palatable price point, including ourselves when we had discussed this again, a few, uh, discussed the rumors a few weeks back. Centurion, buddy, I'm going to hit you up first on this one because I would love to know your opinion. What do you think of the pricing? Is this too expensive for the one terabyte edition or is it just about right? Oh my God. It's too expensive in my opinion, but sadly it's just about right for the technology that it is. Um, luckily I'm not going to need one right away. I'm probably going to sit back and wait for it to go on sale. Um, when I first uh, heard about it, I was thinking it's gotta be 200 bucks. It's gotta be $200, but being 220 was a little bit of a sticker shock for me. Um, but at the same time, what can I expect? Um, I was looking at an SSD hard drive actually the other night, um, and it was $140 and it's just a standard SSD and this is something faster than that. So of course, uh, Seagate's to be expected, it's going to cost like more. 230. So <laughs> no, yeah, the there was some, company. yeah, there's some SSDs on there that were like 200 some dollars. The one I was looking at was a Samsung T5. Um, but it was also on sale. The original price was, I believe, uh, 199. Um, so technically it's just right for, the kind of technology that it is. Um, but I do think there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't really know what the benefits of an SSD are just yet. Um, and I think they are going to be a little bit shocked at the price tag um, when it comes to these uh, the cost of these drives. But once they see the performance of them, I think they will understand because, I mean, I it's night and day difference when you put an SSD hard drive on an Xbox one X or an Xbox one in general, um, loading screens actually take place a lot easier. Um, you have a lot less games that freeze up and drop out. Um, that was the whole reason why I was looking at another one, uh, was because I wanted to get another SSD hard drive for my existing Xbox. Now, I'm curious though, cause I've never had an SSD. Um, how reliable are they? They don't break down as often as the mechanical. And drives right if as far it, as i know there's no moving parts to an mm -hmm. ssd it's just all boards um where with a mechanical hard drive there's a mechanical feature and that means there's more to go wrong i've heard heat is the enemy of an ssd they need to be yes. cool now ss now that's one thing about the series x so they're using a proprietary way to cool the ssd because ssds when they get hot they will actually kind of go into this state where they will slow down to actually kind of to stay at a state where they don't get hotter and so um, that's why in the Series X, they have a way of actually cooling the SSD to help prevent this state from happening. Um, but yes, um, he is a big difference on an SSD. Um, that is because obviously um, it's computing a lot of information very quickly. Um, but on an Xbox One X, when I would play Destiny 2 with my friends, I was running off an SSD. Um, I was loading in a full minute before people that were playing on an original Xbox One. Oh, 
I already know people that are running Destiny on the new hardware, new hardware right now, and they're instant. I'm the last guy in time. I'm the last guy to even get in. So I know it's a big difference. Now it makes me think, though. So the larger the SSD, the more heat it generates. Because then I'm thinking, because my biggest drawback was the price for one, and then the storage space. You know how big these games are. So I don't think it's I don't think it's the size of the SSD. It's more along the lines of the compute power. Mm-hmm. That's what's making these new drives so cool is um, the amount of information they're actually able to compute and how quickly they can do it, which is making next-gen possible for some of these games. That's where we see in the medium you can shift instantly between one world and the other. Ratchet and Clank, you're jumping through um, shifting dimensions or however it's described. I mean, just... This is how this technology is supposed to work. It's supposed to be able to create a seamless transition in your game so that way your experience isn't affected by loading screens. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And think about how small these are. I think they're even smaller than like an NVMe like SSD that you see in the in a PC. Um, and they're hot swappable. Oh, it's remind- and I've just seen where how they take them right out of the back and just like just slips right out. So it's it it reminds nice. me of the old school uh, memory card thing. <laughs> Are you guys all yeah, planning on trying to grab one day one? I'm not. I'm still no. Online. I'm going to only put like the games that are required. Only games that require to run on that 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 my hardware, my storage hardware. I'm going to just do that. Everything else is going to probably be off my make still my oh. mechanical. Mm-hmm. Oh, unless yeah, it's something I play like, like Destiny's definitely going up there, but everything else, you know, unless it's in my right. normal rotation, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna try because I originally was gonna get an S, an Xbox Series S, and then the next, mm-hmm. but now I might as well go ahead and get, like I said last week, go ahead and get two X's because that hard if drive. I go, if I if I buy an external, you know, and think of what I'm paying for the, the uh, Series S, it's almost the same, it's the same price, so I might as well go ahead. yeah, so. It's going to come down to that transfer speed from our current external drive that we're sitting the games on to, mm-hmm. to copying that over to the internal SSD. If that is fast, like if I can transfer Modern Warfare, which is 120 plus gig, if I can <laughs> copy that bad boy over to the SSD in the time it takes me to, you know, grab a drink and have a quick smoke, then I am on board. I will never need that card. I'll just transfer the stuff that I'm currently playing. If it's five minutes or less, that's fine. But if it's taking 10, yeah. 15 minutes to transfer some of the bigger, newer games that are going to come down, you start getting your first 200-plus big games. Mm. If it takes 15 minutes, that's too long. Like, I'm a creature of impulse. I like mm. looking at a giant list of games, and I'm like, uh, this one now. And I click it. And if it's not working, if it needs to be updated, it's not getting played now because I'm, gonna, I'm in the mood for something else almost instantly. So I need that All stuff right. to be quick. And if it transfers back and forth really quick, like don't transfer your game to it. Copy it so you don't have to transfer it back. You can just delete the SSD version and you'll always have the games on your your externals. But if that goes really fast, like three to five minutes for some of the biggest games, I'll never have a problem and I don't think I'll need that card. It's like 300 bucks in in Canada, Mm -hmm. which is obscene. That's a lot of money. So I'll wait at the least until the price comes down or the size goes up. Something because it's, it's too much for what you're getting, I think. 
Yeah. So we're kind of also not thinking about it in the sense that, okay, these cards are going to drive down the price of SSD hard drives in general. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we're going to see a lot of people migrate, at least, from mechanical hard drives to cheaper SSD hard drives. And I think with a, um, a well, hopefully a good three or four terabyte SSD hard drive hooked up to a Series X, but the transfer rate between these two SSDs, I feel, is going to be pretty substantial if uh, in the years to come. Mm, that's nice. Have you guys noticed this is another one of those things where Microsoft is being very open and transparent about what it's going to be, what you need, how much it's going to cost, whereas Sony is letting them get beat up right now over the cost. Everyone's yeah. losing oh, their yeah. mind. Oh, we my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no one knows anything coming from Sony, the company that has bragged about having a fucking SSD from the year 2099. You know, <laughs> so they have this Blitzkrieg SSD that no one's ever seen before. It's so new, so hot. And they haven't said a word about how expensive theirs is going to cost or the options involved. They're just letting Xbox you take the heat again. We haven't even seen where it goes in. <laughs> no, exactly. I bet you it's not as, as convenient yeah, and it's going to be that. more expensive. But yeah. they'll be quiet until yeah. the day before it's no, out. There's no port, so you're going to have to take off one of those it's panels. True. It's just another it's another just, thing I notice is this this lead up to this generation, true. especially yeah, is Xbox. I'm just going to snap that panel in half. I bet. True. I have a question. It's pretty crazy and it's pretty criminal how they can get away with just not saying anything and not really being questioned. When That's look- the one, yeah. Well, and the media is guilty too for not questioning them. Like, what the? I hope, I hope Ryan, I hope Mr. Well, I'm not going to say any names, but I hope a well known person, journalist from IGN, has to carry around a screwdriver to upgrade, you know, complain about that and how heavy it is or how it doesn't fit in well, his pocket, right? So let's see. Right, yeah. I, I honestly, honestly, I think that, 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 like I said, I think that it's kind of crazy how nobody questions certain things Mike, uh, Sony does, like the backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. They put pre-orders out. How many games are going to be available? What's going to be enhanced? Yep. Are we going to have quick resume? Are you going to have things like that? Sony has not talked about any of that stuff. No, yeah, and when, when they first brought it up, Tim, Mark Cerny said the top 100 games played, that was what right. it was. And then all of a sudden, in an interview a little bit later, Lion Jim Ryan, he's out there going, we've, <laughs> we've, tested, we've tested thousands of games, guys. We've tested yeah. thousands. 99% of them work. And then, he, and then he just says, period. Not they're going to yeah. be available. It's we've tested thousands. 99% of them work and leaves it at that. So the audience yeah, is convinced thousands are coming day one. Or right after, exactly. it's like, no, I'm sorry, you're getting the top 100 played. Not even the most sold, but 100 currently played in the last six months. That's what you guys get. So I think I, those I, are the ones that are getting boosted, though. I don't think so. I think that's just, they work. That's what that quote that's shaking on back and forth. Like, are, are they, fan gets easily duped. Are rough. they going to have any of that? Or where am I going to plug in my external? How does that work? How about what does the real-life physical console look in someone's hand? I'll tell you what, a suitcase from the 1980s, that's why you're never going to see it. They're not going to hand the console out to any of these these uh, trendsetters on YouTube or the IGNs until the last possible second, because unless you're Shaquille O'Neal, it looks comically large when you're holding it. Like, they can have the girl on IGN hiding behind the PS5 hop out. We've all seen the little, like, the render of it beside a 36-inch TV and a 50-inch TV and a 42. It is massive. It's almost as wide as the Series X is. It's as as long as a briefcase is. This is the biggest console of all 
time. It is so big. I don't think they're going to give anyone a console because unless you're huge, a giant, it'll look hilarious in your hands or sitting next to anything on your desk. They're going to blindfold you and walk you to your car. And That's right. <laughs> I, and I've been saying no. Someone, someone brought it into the office. They're like, here it is. And the people's like, what? The hell no. We can't let people see people how big that thing when is. You go man. and pick up your pre-order from GameStop that you're putting a television in the back of your car because of the size Honestly. of the packaging. <laughs> Like, I, I'm going through uh, caramel sections. It comes to the point where they haven't been transparent. The media is too too up their ass to even question them. I mean, listen, even Digital Foundry. Digital Foundry wanted to ask them about VRS and RD, RDNA 2 full functionality. So they asked Cherney in March, do you have VRS? His answer to them was, We'll get back to you on that. They never, they never talked about it again, and it's still up in the air if they have full functionality of of RDNA two. But again, that stuff is swept under the rug. It's okay not to ask about it. But if Xbox has a, uh, you know, a, uh, they don't have their energy saving mode on uh, the Xbox and, and and burn too much electricity, let's grill Phil and let's get a comment from him. You know, I mean, it's, it's honestly so, so out of whack. It drives me nuts. Like, the, the fact that the compatibility thing, like we talk about, still, what's the answer? Are you going to just remaster stuff? Are we going to have to pay for that? Or are you going to even say anything? Where is the journalist that actually has some balls and say, what do you, what's the deal? You know, your, your competition has said all of this. What is the deal? Talk, Jim. These journalists, they get paid the money that they do get paid. I hate to say it. They are underpaid because they don't do the right thing. That's the way to do the right thing. Ask questions that matter. You know what I mean? And then maybe then you have a little more respect in your field because okay. – the fact of the matter is that you're doing bullshit. You're 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 pandering to a company and you're grilling another company. And you you know the things that went on with IGN, like a headline, like their headline for the case by case, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, comment from Phil was, it looks like so uh, uh, Sony's Sony's going to get Xbox games because it's going to be handled case by case. They actually tweeted that. Also, GameStop had some article that took a quote from Phil from a year and a half ago and applied it to the best of the Bethesda stuff. It's yeah. like, come on, like Phil like, was talking about DLC in that quote, though. Like us, what? when you pay your money and then someone holds like time DLC, you know, kind of like the Call of Duty thing. That's what he was talking about. Not like, hey, if we invest in studios, yeah, they're gonna be. Ours. <laughs> That's right. And then even, of course, with Microsoft, they've got the three ways to access games, PC, streaming on your phone, and console. So even that way, it's not as exclusive as these other guys are. So he's not uh, lying about anything or wrong no, about his statements. Not. It's just the, the people in it goes on. And we all know, we've been talking about this for a long time, and there's been stuff that come out. I mean, there should be more professionalism in, in, in the journalistic field, especially with games journalists. But unfortunately, you definitely have a fanboy element and you have people that have preferences, and it's it's coming quite as clear as day with this whole thing because now it's like all oh, these beloved franchises should be on on you know they really shouldn't be exclusive in this and that. Yet the same people have been bashing Xbox about exclusive. The same yeah, people they don't say anything about Spider Man. 
And then all Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, gone. Gone. Spider-Man games are gone for the foreseeable future. Like, you just forget that. And <laughs> But no one says anything. But you can't uh, hold uh, Elder Scrolls, si- you know, know, Elder Scrolls Six, 6 away. Well, that and Final Fantasy, too, right? Like, oh, you know, a year for a wait for exactly. Final Fantasy. It's like, it's, if it wasn't Ryan McCaffrey saying that Xbox is being petty and they're petty fanboys with Tomb Raider, and then the same exact thing comes up with <laughs> Final oh my god and the he, went, oh, you moves. This is a real it's amazing it's amazing though because literally people were showing him his hypocrisy right to his face it's like come on we're calling you out on this and he blocked him, and, and some of the people were just saying they're the legitimate, legitimately asking, "What the hell is this?" And your answer is to block them. That's the way you're a journalist. That's the way you're handling things, like bullshit like that. And it's not only him; it's Jason with his bullshit when he calls out and says stupid things like, "Oh well, you can't defend a big corporation," and then the guy's pandering about Sony not having a power narrative. And talking about SSDs and going on a freaking uh, on on these rants about you know uh, you know uh, you know promoting Sony and it's 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 obvious what's I, I going saw, on. I saw something on Twitter by some publication. I can't remember who it was, and they said, "Does power even really matter anymore? We don't even need right. that much." And some people were saying, "I think they yeah. said, hey, or how about someone said someone said that." Uh, did the uh did the Xbox Series S was too little, not enough. Oh yeah. Xbox that one. Series X was too much. It's just too big of an upgrade, boys. I'm in this wasteland in the middle. I need a PS4, which is the same cost and less power. That's where I feel. Like, what? Pass whatever oh, yeah. the hell that dude's smoking over here. He's done. My God. I mean, seriously though, and, and I'm glad that we call him out because that's just the truth of the matter. And there's no defending. You know this mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's all right there. It, it's so stupid. Like, uh, th- like the, the one that we're talking about. Uh, the Xbox uh, Series X is too powerful. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> they do realize. They, they do realize that there was such a thing as uh, Blades of Grass, the controversies in GTA Five, right back in two thousand. Too much grass. Oh Shadow. man, and then now it's uh, too powerful. Give me a break. Yeah. It, it saturates my screen too much with too much colors. <laughs> I, 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 We're not worthy. Colors blame me. You know, I mean, seriously, like you know, like for that industry to to grow itself and to be better, you got to have some type of you know, you got to be fair and balanced. You really should try to, you know, call it without being, you know, uh, fanboyish. You should try to just do your job, and you shouldn't have whole favorites and hold one standard for one company, and and, and just because the other company's more popular, and you're afraid that you might lose subscribers because you're being questioning of, of another company, that's just the wrong way to go about it. I mean, well, being well, balls deep in ad revenue from these companies is a conflict of interest if I've ever seen one, right? I'm laughing at Delilah. Delilah was like too much A button. I think that was She's right. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> how long has this been stuff been going on? It's been going on for a long time. And the same people, you know, it all started too with the resolution gate when that was like put on such a pedestal and everything was like, you. we didn't talk about exclusives. 
We didn't talk about how Rise looked amazing and, and looked mm-hmm. off. We talked about Sunset Overdrive. We talked about their pixel counts. And that was the first thing that was brought up in, in all these articles. And that was what pushed because they knew that Xbox had a disadvantage or that they might not be up to par with the competition. And they pushed it until, you know, when they shut up, when they heard about Project Scorpio. And the 1X like drop, yeah. They just, they, just, they just dropped the narrative. And, yeah. and you know, that's why I think Xbox, you know, going back to what we started, that's why Xbox has to do something like get a publisher like Bethesda because that just is a type of move that just shuts everyone up. You can't say, you, you, you're just like, holy shit. You know, mm-hmm. you, if if you're a hater of, of Xbox or you're somebody who wants them to go away, and there are people that are like, like that. You're like, oh my god, I hope they're done now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really hope you know, you know, I hope they didn't take this too far. Yeah. You know, because you you've you've pissed off a company and you pushed your narrative so much that they addressed it, but they addressed it in a big way. And so Microsoft you, has fu money to do this, and it's just like we're just doing it to piss off the Sony guys. We're buying up everything. I mean, right? They have so much money. I don't think Sony guys realize that if they take it serious, gaming, it's it's over. You can't compete with Microsoft with their money. You just can't. Yeah. Speaking about moves, well, got... also... oh, go ahead. No, I just also think too. Believe it or not, um, they are very aware of Ori- of um, Luna and. Um, Mm-hmm. And Google and Amazon, they they believe like when Phil says that that's their competition, they do believe that when they say that they're not just saying that to to try to avoid you know conflicts with Sony. They do believe because let's be honest, if Amazon wanted to start pulling this same stuff and buying publishers and doing all that stuff, guess what? They could start doing it. Um, I think unfortunately for them and 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 Amazon, I don't think that they're taking this as serious mm-hmm. as Xbox has. And speaking that's of, why I do. Go ahead. Oh, no, just, yeah. Speaking of which, Tim, like, uh, I mean, obviously that leads us into our final topic. I mean, you're more than welcome to continue with this. It just, you know, Amazon did unveil a few days ago their uh, cloud gaming service, the Luna, uh, like you were saying. And, you know, it's going to be available on PC and uh, the Amazon Fire devices and, like, the iPads and iPhones. What do you think of it overall? I think the controller is very nice, and I think that they have good people behind it, like Albert. And I think that um, it's probably a good product. But when it, when, it, when it comes down to it, when you have something that you're competing with, like XCloud, that has all these games day and date, and they and you know with Game Pass, and you know you have yeah. all that going for it, I, I think it's pretty hard. I think. Uh, I, I do Tim, think that Amazon's going to be more serious than Google, yeah. to be honest. And I, Tim, want I think to... it's going to be—I think it's going to be interesting this coming year, where all the chips uh, fall into place. You know, Amazon is still up in the air as far as uh, the content that they have. You know, so there's that. But it's going to be interesting to see exactly how they're going to get these Lunas into the home whether they use their subscription uh, already Amazon Prime built uh, into, you know, give everybody, every customer that owns Amazon Prime, that's another way to get them in their homes. I don't know if they can do, uh, you know, some sort of deal as far as the tech goes, maybe raise the price. Um, I think Amazon Prime is, what, $13.99 right now a month? I forget exactly, but... Um, 
and you know you're going to see these big companies like Google, like Amazon make some purchases. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think Xbox is in a good place with with XCloud. Um, they have the infrastructure ready. Uh, they have the games. They have the publishers. They have everything in place. They're already ahead of the game. And the company that's going to get left behind is Sony out of all this. Not Nintendo because Nintendo does their own thing. They're in, in like a, a different, uh, you know, in a different league because they're, you know, they're more geared towards handheld. They do things a lot different. Sony, on the other hand, is far behind the eight ball now in terms of, uh, you know, their streaming tech, what, what their capabilities are now with the publishers. And, um, you know, they're going to get left behind here. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Amazon does. Uh, even even Apple. I mean, you, you see Apple, what they're doing. And there's all these different players. Um, I'm, I, it's just going to be a crazy year for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see Xbox make another uh, few acquisitions. Um, but, again, you're going to see... Amazon and Google buying up people because if they don't, they're going to get left behind just like Sony's going to be left behind. Now Xbox is in a, they're in a position of power, Tim, you know, they're in a, a huge position of power, more so than any other platform right now in the industry. Um, I think sky's the limit. Um, and I mean, it's just the future's great right now. So Has anybody been keeping up? Amazon's with definitely doing it the right way. Is anyone keeping up with Stadia? How are they doing now? Is they're still kind of like There's not well? Cricket. They're or, still slugging they... it out. Like it's not really. They're still just. They haven't changed anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, we're still doing piecemeal, and we're just sticking to it. But Amazon comes in and is kind of doing uh, a little bit in between that. They're kind of doing. It's almost like a like a TV package, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Where you mm-hmm. like sub to this, you know, this kind of group or. I have to look into a little bit more, but it's more subscription based, like Game Pass, which seems it has to be like a, better a, way a to base go. level. I think there's a hundred games in the yeah. base package, which is seven dollars, but they promise that will go up in the future. They're open about that, and then you can subscribe to channels. And there's like mm-hmm. an Ubisoft channel. They don't have no pricing, but they might have like a first-person shooter channel or a racer channel, arcade game channel. So you can kind of pick and choose which ones you'd like to grab. I think that's a totally unique way of doing this we haven't seen that yet for anyone else so that's kind of neat and like i mentioned earlier in the show no one's stuck in these subscriptions you jump in for a month play a bunch of games and then jump out and you come back when something that you that you're interested in shows up you don't you're not dedicated to keep doing it month to month if you don't want to use it i think that's the best part of luna personally is you can Mm kind of jump in and subscribe to the channel that you're interested in for the month and if you want to keep going of course you do if not you're out and it's no more than renting one game back you know only 15 years ago at blockbuster so i think it's an awesome deal it's only in the states that'll limit it mm. right out the gate like um they need to get that shit worldwide but uh, once that happens i think it could be good i don't think they're in nearly the same spot as xbox or microsoft because they don't aren't releasing on pc native and they don't have a console to sell you to play on so that hurts them. It's streaming or bust. There's a lot of people that don't want to jump into that right now. So that's a bit of a you know no no. Mm-hmm. But um, I think as long as they're here for the long haul and they need to acquire studios and games, of course, like where everyone's been screaming at each other this whole generation. It's exclusive games that really draw a lot of people. Not everyone, but they bring attention to your ecosystem. And 
unless Luna has something that we can't already play on the consoles we enjoy or streaming where we like or playing on a PC if you want to, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that- who are they trying to appeal to? I mean, because is it enough um, for me to leave, you know, my ecosystem or even no. Sony or Nintendo, mm-hmm. you know, um, to go and I mean, it could be iOS users because it's on iOS, but yeah, it's web browser based. There's no app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> as, as far as exclusive content, not really. They do have a couple of first-party studios. Um, obviously, a few years Ooh, yeah, ago, they bought Instinct, uh... Double Helix. Yeah, well, they rebranded it, but yep. still, uh, they have a yeah, they have a couple of studios. It just a few of their games over the past year or so just have not <laughs> done well. Like what was it? They had Crucible in some kind of an early play test and it just didn't. Yeah, and then it got pulled. Yeah. yeah, it was like released and then pulled again back into alpha got, or something like, yeah. Yeah, it got pushed back by like a year. Like that is, like, it's not very good but at all. The fact that they've built games tells me they're taking it more serious than Google and Stadia on that front is they're kind of aware that they do need mm-hmm. the unique content to get it over here and it's not just timed, which is what Stadia is doing with their exclusives. Everything's timed. Serious Sam 4 just dropped. It's mm-hmm. timed. They don't have anything only for them, and I think that's going to be a big thing when it comes to two new players coming into a video game market and competing for streaming, which is already being done by by Xbox. So it's yeah. like it'll, it'll grab yeah. some casuals. I What's think like it'll be a lot of casuals. Though, like, but is it Twitch? Is Twitch their biggest thing? Twitch that might be. Twitch is them. Yeah, they're well, going to leverage so- that. Yeah, because I'm just kind of, I mean, yeah. what are we going to have the big? I mean, so would you have Ninja come out and just kind of promote this or? Or for right. <laughs> I think he's YouTube now. I don't think. I think Twitch lost yeah. a lot of their biggest news. I mean, they tossed the doc right out, which is their biggest mistake ever. I thought, I thought Ninja went back to Twitch now. I thought, I thought he went to Twitch. Is he back on Twitch? Yeah. I thought he was doing YouTube. I think, Ninja went back I think he Twitch. signed a contract. Oh, with yeah. I, I, I I thought that he might change things around. Man, that, that was a, a wake up call. He mixed one right down the hill after him, but um. No, I, th- I think with Amazon, I think that they're interesting. Um, they're going to have some of their own games. I believe, didn't they buy Typhoon? Or did they buy Google? That was Google. Uh, Google bought Typhoon Studios. Oh, and yeah, then they have the game Crucible. And don't they yeah. have a game The Exorcist coming out? It's about like you're a priest and you you uh, you you gotta like uh, tame demons and the exorcist girl. Wow, something. Not <laughs> entirely sure play. to be honest, but their first party about it. Like their first party though isn't that strong. I was actually kind of hoping that they would have acquired a couple of other studios just to yeah. like make their What's platform more appealing. Let's see. This is the thing I get nervous about. We talked about monopolies, um, which I agree with. It wouldn't be that, but what mm-hmm. would suck is like, say, Xbox bought CD Projekt Red, and then Sony bought Ubisoft, and then Amazon bought you know another publisher, and then all those games are exclusive to that. That would suck if they start really starting to break up the third party market that way. And I do think that that kind of would happen because. If there is going to be a big player in, in, in this, I, I think that Google's going to bow out, and I think that Amazon's going to make a push for it. So I could see them buying a, a big uh, third-party publisher. And, yeah, I think, uh, I think now with the with the news that we got that Luna is now official, I think you're going to see them in the fold here real quick. What do you guys think of the controller? 
It reminds me of a mix between the Xbox controller and the the Nintendo uh, Switch Pro controller, which is actually, in my opinion, a good thing. I think it looks all right. Anything that has offset thumbsticks, I'm immediately going to think Xbox. So, I mean, it looks cool. It looks like something I would use. I prefer. Um, I like the feel of the uh, the DualShock, but I just I'm not a fan of the position of um, the thick the, the stick. So I wouldn't pay my shooters that way. But um, other than that, it looks like a cool controller. Mm-hmm. So hey, yeah. Well, everybody. Yeah, I like it. Oh, like yeah. Mhm. Yeah. No. I mean, everybody forgets too that there's some, you know, um, some old or ex Microsoft people there too, like uh, Witten, I believe, as well as Albert Pinello. Like they got some pretty smart guys there. Yeah, Albert is a great guy. Great guy. Uh, Tim introduced me to him uh, some years back, and he's a real good, knowledgeable person. So that's it. Yeah. Um, best of luck. I don't think they're going to really go anywhere, but who's to say they got the money? And for right now, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do. And um, they're definitely probably looking at Microsoft and seeing the moves they're making. But uh, um, yeah, we'll see. Only time will tell. Did Thanks everybody get a chance to uh, you know try to pre-order this thing? You can be in the beta. Did you guys try to do that? I, I didn't. I thought about it, but. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I can't. It's only U.S. only, so I, I can't right yeah. now. Yeah. How about uh, Centurion? Are you getting in on this, or are you uh, waiting this one out? <laughs> on the Luna thing, I think I'm going to wait this one out. Um, forgive me. I saw what happened with Stadia. It is what it is. It's just another game. I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to turn out, but no, it has not totally... Uh, Got my total interest. I want to sit back and wait. Hey, does anyone know on Luna, are they actually selling the games to own Stadia style as well, or is it only subscription services they're offering? I don't think From right now, yeah, I think it's subscription only. So yeah, it's like six dollars. Yeah, especially the way they're yeah. doing it with the, the game channels and stuff like that. That sounds which mm-hmm. is interesting like but yeah i think it's subscription online it's like I mean, once it's available in canada i could see myself hopping in on the random month to check it out and that's it but i wouldn't right. be like a, a long-term consistent subscriber to a service like that and I, I could see myself jumping in i've done it a few times with apple arcade two or three times in the past i've jumped in for the month it was five bucks play a few of the arcade games done like I'm an older gamer. I used to go to the arcade. The thing munched all the change in my pocket. No problem. I can throw five bucks and play 100 games for a month. That's a bargain. So I think these services are offering that. They do. They really do. Some quality games. And I think um, it's a a good bargain at any time. But uh, just jump in for a month or two or three out of the year randomly when you're not wanting to play the games you're normally accustomed to. It's fine that way. And I think a lot of gamers will use that. I'm not sure if it's going to be too many people's dedicated and only way of playing video games now, not, not for a con- while i'm just a little confused if i could say um, do you need the controller or can you use any controller yeah you can use the xbox and the uh, sony controller with it as that's i've cool. heard so that's way better than stadia right out the gate mm-hmm. you can do the that's same thing very- with xcloud you can, you can do the same thing with xcloud by the way um at least i know as far as um the playstation controllers you're able to use the uh dualshock to control what, with the XCloud? games yeah, How dare me you? And, uh, <laughs> me and Supersonic, uh, Wolf, you know, you guys remember him. We were playing Gears. So I was playing. Oh. We were, I was playing uh, Gears through my console, and he was streaming through his phone using X Cloud. And it was a great experience. Really and we had, he loved it. 
He loved it. He didn't know he, he praised it. Nice. Yeah. Right. Into, I heard. I, he, he hit me up with um, that 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 uh, it look it's not the um, thing that they're selling. It's the attachment, but it was like it looked like a, a Nintendo one. Oh, you're talking um, about the uh, the thing that was attached to the side, the Bluetooth. Uh, what's it called yeah. again? What is Shock, that? Help us out here. You, you you just picked that up, right? The Razor, but you got the. Uh, is it called the Razor? Yeah, it's the ra- Razor. The Kishi. Kishi. Yeah, the Kishi. Kishi. Yeah. Uh, the Ishi Gishi. Yeah, that one. But then there's another one that he showed me, which looked really cool. Um, but yeah, he he's always been talking about streaming games from the longest time, but mm-hmm. he he's been happy with it. Yeah. So far, you know, from our experience, it would it would all put out a hitch. So, and um, I gave uh, my feedback to some higher ups. But yeah, it was it was a great experience. So yeah. So they also have a barrier where you don't associate a company like Google or a company like Amazon with gaming, like video games. You just don't associate those names yeah, with it. So they have like some education to kind of come along and, and let the public know. It's like, hey, we have video games like over here, and not ones you just buy from Xbox or Sony, Amazon style. Like we right. have something for you, and I think that's going to be a bit of a barrier because for the longest time. It has just been Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony for mm-hmm. the better part of 20 yeah. years. So for these other guys yeah. to come in, they just have a, a recognition of even being in the industry problem that they have to get over. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it will be a barrier, but at the same time, if they do, if Amazon does something with their with their uh, Amazon Prime members, they have 100 and I think 110 million people who have already subscribed in the U.S. to Amazon Prime. If they could reach that, those people through marketing, then and they have, you know, well, it's instant. They got to leverage okay. that. It's a matter of it. letting them know. Like, if you're subscribed, yeah. how, how do you suddenly know this month that you've got this thing, Luna, right. and then it's called Luna? If you don't know what the hell that is, you're just like, whatever, I don't need it. Like, they always give bonuses and stuff in these subscriptions. I know Prime itself has a couple of well, sweet, you know, each extra month. So. Have, in that sense, they actually do have some sort of ecosystem. You know, you can buy... Um, you know, you can buy a TCL uh, TV that already has Amazon already inputted in it. You can yeah. buy uh, the, the tablets that already, you know, the, the fires that come with, um, you know, Luna already installed in it. And you can just automatically play. So there's different things that you they could, can do as you far can as reserve your people. Xbox Series X and they see you that email. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, roll the dice. <laughs> roll the That's dice. The thing that I, I, you know, I this is a, a what would you say? This is a a, a billion dollar investment from Google and Amazon. Would you say that that's accurate, or maybe a little bit less? Um, but like everyone's talking about. I just don't see them lasting, and I and you know, Jeremy, you did bring up Sony saying that they're going to be left behind. I don't think that. I think that they are, they are in the process. If you remember, they had uh, gained a, uh, a partnership with Microsoft uh, to utilize Azure servers, and I think that's that has to do with this. Um, so I do think that once Sony, if Sony jumps into the realm, and you know they have something that's that's like X Cloud, which I think that they will. I just can't see Amazon and Google really making a play unless they want to be serious. And to be honest, uh, either Amazon or Google, the studio that they should have gotten or the publisher that they should have gotten should have been Bethesda. That's right. I don't see no kid asking for 
for asking for uh, Luna. I want Luna for Christmas. I just don't see it. Or, or, or Stadia. Yeah, I just don't see that's it. That's what I'm saying. You're going to see all the chips fall night right now because, you know, I mean, this next year is going to be huge. I'm telling you right now. You're going to see just how serious Amazon and Google are if they're going to be able to keep up with, with Xbox. Because yeah. they have to make moves, or they're going to get left behind, and you know, it's just it's. We'll see Amazon purchase a big player in all this. We're going to see Google go out and purchase. It just depends. I mean, it just people aren't accepting uh, Stadia right now for whatever reason. It's not catching on. Whether it's exclusive games or it's just they don't have the content on their system. Uh, I don't know, you know, just it's maybe they need to get it more in more homes. It's new to people. It's, yeah. you know, listen, when, when Google showed its first thing, when they showed there, when they unveiled it, and they had, you know, they had, uh, I forgot, it used to be an Xbox and a Sonar Harrison up there. And they, they showed all big. this stuff. They talked big. They talked big. They actually had me as somebody who was like, wow, I remember yep. Xbox people being like, I gotta say, they they made a pretty good presentation there. But if you watch that, if you watch it now, you'll laugh because some of the things that they're showing, a lot of it, they're not still doing. Like, if in fact I am on the internet and I do have a controller and I can hot link a game and I just hit a game and be jumped right into it, and then I could, you know, run a party from that game like a podcast. Yeah, I could see Stadia really starting to make waves. Like, you know, if they, if they did some of the stuff that they promoted uh, at the start of, of, of this all, that, then yeah. But when you're just becoming a streaming service with no exclusive games, really, and your games aren't day and date, and you're saying that you're replacing a console, we all know that the console is better than local. It's going to be a local's better than streaming. That's going to be mm-hmm. probably the next, probably maybe forever but because you know when you're having right versus streaming you're gonna get the better experience but overall what really can they sell you on if they don't have it like maybe if they did that, that whole cyberpunk thing where they lost cyberpunk and it's not coming out on stadium that was huge yeah that was bad let's not think let's think about it from the perspective of the game companies you know like a ubisoft or cd Projekt. do they even want to be bought by amazon or uh, google could you imagine because i mean the morale there would definitely kind of change right you gotta you know yeah. just you gotta think yeah. like it's that classic car you gotta cla- you got that 68 vet and it's shiny you don't want to just sell it to anybody some kid is going to pipe it out and swing the doors up you want somebody you want to be taken to this somebody's going to appreciate that 100% correct when you say you know if they're going to if these owners are going to sell uh to a company they want a company that has a strong foundation like Xbox they don't want to go to a Google who's up in the air are they serious about gaming or are they not you know is Amazon late to the party or are they not you know, they want a solid foundation, and I think that's why Bethesda uh, made this, or Zenimax, I'm sorry, made this move, this deal with Xbox, because they have a strong foundation. They know that their employees are going to be taken care of uh, at the end of the day uh, with Microsoft, 
And the companies like Sony and Microsoft and everyone praising them, you know, and, you know, so far it's been good vibes. And you can see, you know, I don't want to say the top tier. They probably signed into a contract to say they're obligated to stay if it's if it's if it's, if it's acquired. But, you know, you think of that mid-level tier, real talent, you know, they're, they're probably packing packing bags and probably hauling ass. You know, they may they may feel some kind of way. I mean, you know how people are when they're creative and then all of a sudden they got to deal with this. You know, um, I don't know, man. That's uh Something to definitely think about. Just look at yeah. when Microsoft bought Rare and like 30 of their top talented people left when that deal was inked. So mm-hmm. what happened to Rare? Oh, they left. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I have to see a thieves, well, though. They the, saved the day. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> Bethesda was purchased by, say, um, Google, and a lot of their employees didn't know that. Like... They might not be happy at all. Like you imagine that you're just releasing on one streaming device and that's it. So uh, yeah, I think that's a great point that you have to have a, a, a strong foundation, and that even the people at Bethesda now know they've known Xbox for so long, and they know Xbox's community and how much we love them and how much you know. Yeah. Well, we know that was one of the deciding factors, but guys, the top dudes at Bethesda making this choice could have been approached already by Amazon and Google, and maybe even for $7.7 billion or $7.8, let's say, but they know what's going to happen to the company that they've built, and they'd rather it go to Microsoft for just a little bit less money. Like That could be an actual deciding factor for these guys is, do I want to be streaming only, or do I want to have all three bases covered with my future of gaming? I think, I think it was I think it was huge for P. Hines, Todd Howard, uh, you know, major obviously he's he's he does the podcast, but Phil to come out and explain the deal and explain why uh, you know, Zenimax and Bethesda are gonna be handled with kick gloves, basically giving giving them the freedom and having them they be an independent company like they like they were with the backing of Microsoft money and that's huge that gives uh, you know mm-hmm. it gives em- employees of the company just um, something to look forward to but also security and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing and when they came out and they explained that I think that was huge and, and just a class act on all those you know on, on the whole entire uh, just the company in general. Which kind of makes me think in a you know a positive way that Microsoft has a first hand you know at you know these other companies looking at them like I think Bungie was real I think you know I don't know anything other than just what I would like to see I don't know any it's just me you know my a gut feeling that I think that you know the rumors were Bun- Bungie were real I think Warner Brothers was a, a you know a, a you know a definite thing that there was you know behind the scenes talks I mean definitely that's it man mm-hmm. so it's just well, I, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's I think you're exactly right with Bungie. You know, you've always been on that, pushing that, and I know that you want that to happen. But uh, you know, Jeffrey Grubb reported, and I've also heard from other people that they've been in talks. But you know that I think that Bungie wants uh, uh, money that's that that's like exorbitant. Like, and I don't think that they have an agreement. Um, and nor do I think it might happen. But I do know that they. Uh, I think that it, it is. Uh, pretty it's pretty well known at least they had talked um or at least you know when jeff jeffrey grubb has been pretty good he was actually the one that um said that he heard another huge deal was coming he didn't think it was studio related which it did turn out to be studio maybe it was because it's a publisher but 
Um, you know, he's been pretty spot on. Um, but yeah, when when you when you have these companies and and this all this is going on, this is all stuff that you have to consider. And um, to Jeremy's point about security and stuff, uh, you look at the studios that Xbox has purchased in the last two three years, and you know you look at Exile, they're growing. You look at Ninja Theory, they're growing. Uh, Compulsion's growing. Uh, Obsidian's already been awesome. Uh, I think that Xbox is taking the uh, you know they basically let the companies run themselves. And they're yeah. there to facilitate them and to help them financially and to help them to back them. But they believe in these creators. And uh, this isn't a, a type of case where this is like the old Microsoft where it's rare, telling Rare to make Kinect games. This mm-hmm. is far different. And um, I think that uh, having Phil and Matt Booty there, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, exemplifies that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why companies like Bungie or other companies are interested because they know they're going to get more money and they, just, they would just make games and not have to worry about anything else. They'll, you know, they don't mm-hmm. have to market, they don't have to do anything. They just make games. Absolutely. All right, fellas, I think after covering all that giant whirlwind of news from the past week, we're going to wrap things up here and... <laughs> You know what, guys? I think we had a really good chat tonight, like, just talking about all the the information from the bombshell, the absolute magnitude of this Xbox acquisition, and, you know, just all the other topics as well, but definitely the, uh, the ZeniMax news being acquired by Xbox. Uh, you know, we were all fired up about this news. Heck, I'm still processing it all. But I also know that everyone that tuned in tonight is also feeling the effects of it. And as always, a huge shout out to everyone that joined us live. Very lively chat as per usual. And if you haven't done so already, then consider dropping us a like, sharing this show out, and subscribing for future TXR episodes. Guys, great conversations tonight, and hey, let's get to some of the outros, starting with our guest, So Shady. Buddy, it was great having you on tonight, uh, great conversation. Where can everybody follow you at? Hey, not a problem, man. Thank you again for the invite. I decided to take podcasting basically off once the pandemic hit back in March. Things were just getting nuts everywhere. I wanted to be close with the friends and family, take a break. And then I only did one show, and that was RDX in between March and now. So I've had one podcast besides this one in almost like six months. So thank you so much. It's easy to get suddenly just forgot when that happens. You just step out for months of time like that. It's nice when you're back in, and within a week, you've got someone extending a hand asking if you'd like to come on and talk games. It was awesome to be able to just come on, share my mind. It was a big share, I admit. But, um, man, it was just... (laughs) There's so much to talk about, and it, it felt absolutely fantastic instantaneously to come back into a group of gamers, all passionate dudes that just want to talk about the same things that I do, so I don't have my more casual gaming buddies looking at me like a psychopath. It's nice to get back in and interact and, and have a good time again, man, so I say thank you one more time. I am so shady on Twitter. You can find me at the Sesh Empire. That is one word. And that's it for now. You know, I'm bouncing around some ideas. I want to get my channel on YouTube going. That is just so 
shady. There's a hundred odd people waiting at ground level, zero content. If you feel like joining there, by all means, I want to get something going. I don't know what it is, but um, I do know that I want to get something going sooner as opposed to later. But Twitter for now is where you find me. That's at the Sesh Empire. Thanks again, guys. I had an absolute blast and I hope sometime I can come back and do it again. Absolutely, brother. And uh, hey, guys in the chat, definitely uh, give him a follow. Uh, I'm sure he'll be uh, dropping some uh, pretty cool content in the near future. Uh, but again, thanks for your time, So Shady. Uh, moving on to the TXR regulars, I'll start with Megatron. Buddy, awesome show. Where can everybody follow you at? Oh, man, let me first say that, Shady, bro, you are the real deal. It was awesome to have cool. you, man. We could we could have just let you talk, man. You were just... I mean, all, oh, all yeah. points, everything, you were spot on, bro. It was an honor to have you on, especially being the only second time that you've been uh, on a podcast. So it was great to have you. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. man. Yeah, when it comes to filling air time, you can always just point in my direction. I'll go forever. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, bud. Yeah, no problem. Man, hey, man, you can find me, uh, Megatron underscore 1975 uh, on Twitter. And you can hit me up. Uh, on um, Xbox Live, as always, uh, and pretty soon to be uh, PlayStation when I can get me a PS5. Um, yeah, my gamer tag is Megatron1. Yeah, I had a great show. Shout out to everybody that came through, man. I think this is the biggest turnout we ever had yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, all the new people. Uh, I see Delilah in there, man. It was just great. It was a great show. It was fun. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it, was, it was a good Sunday. Way to close out a weekend. Thank you. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah, Shady definitely brings that energy. I love it. Uh, we'll move on down the list. Centurion, buddy. Uh, good stuff tonight. Some really good points. Uh, I had a really fun show. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Dude, it was a fun show. Everybody had a lot to say. Oh, my gosh. And, yes, it was an absolute blast to finally get to do a show with Shady. I've kind of listened to him over the years off and on on different shows, even followed him on Twitter. Um, and definitely it's... Uh, it's actually been kind of one of those uh, things I've been looking forward to to finally do a show with them, and here we are. So, I'm blushing uh, over here. Stop, stop. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, uh, thank you for being here, and thank you, gentlemen. It was another amazing show. Uh, for those interested, please be sure to follow me on Xbox Live, Twitter, and YouTube at Centurion1307. I can also be found every Saturday night on the T. Excuse me, on the Shop Podcast, and every Sunday night on the TXR Podcast. I actually podcast too much. This is my second show today, and I'm about five hours deep. <laughs> oh, been there before, brother. But uh, hey, you, you hold your own, so that's good. All right, moving on down the list. Jeremy, uh, a great commentary tonight, as always, buddy. Where can everybody follow you at? Well, you can find me under a rock in Montana. <laughs> uh, but really, this day, this day, this entire week goes out to all the Xbox fans out there who've been waiting a long time, uh, you know, for a moment like this. Uh, I'm happy for everybody. Uh, you can see the excitement, especially on this on the podcast, uh, with the viewers watching. We had a big viewership uh, today. Uh, everybody's excited and talking about Xbox, and that's a good thing. So uh, appreciate Shady. Thank you very much. Uh, you're a class act, very knowledgeable, awesome dude. We appreciate you, and uh, hope you have a good night, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Moving on, uh, Tim, buddy. Again, we had a lot to talk about. Uh, glad we got through all that. And uh, yeah, man, there's hype. Uh, so yeah, let's close this out. Where can everybody follow you at, man? 
XCloud Tim Dog, uh, great show. Shady, awesome to have you. Always to have your great points and uh, passionate, you know, commentary. So it's just a uh, very happy, uh, good week. And um, I'm shot right now. I'm going to sleep. So it's been fun. Great show. turn out by everyone. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, I got that right, buddy. Yeah, awesome turnout. Awesome. I think we had at least 175 live at one point on YouTube alone. That's not counting other platforms that we simultaneously broadcast to. So awesome stuff tonight, guys. And of course, I round this out. Shockley, buddy, Eric. Uh, awesome, awesome commentary. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. And yeah, hit up my DMs, like I said. I'll help you get that Xbox or PS5 even. So, uh, but yeah, great show, uh, great topics tonight. See you later. Oh, oh yeah. Well, hey, when you got a bomb that drops like that early in the week, we gotta talk about it, of course. And hey, I'm still feeling the after effects, man. Definitely. But and to end this off, of course, I'm Invader, and you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming as well. I'm pretty active on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. Excellent show tonight, everyone, and we cannot wait to see everybody tune in to the next Sunday show. Have a good one, fellas. Hopefully uh, we get more, more Xbox news and games. See ya.